I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. listening to who will survive horror podcast this is going to be our 20th episode which also will be the fifth episode of our 31 movie reviews of halloween slash october and with me as always is marco what is going on hey man what's up i've got my third fourth fifth wind going into this uh, <laughs> uh this podcast with a lot the, of wins our last yeah uh, uh, with our last week of doing this, so I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss the binge watching. I'm not, not gonna right. lie, you know. I've, I, after I, we stopped doing it for yeah, a while, yeah. or, or you know, I was like, okay, we're gonna record this, and I'm gonna go. Well, what am I doing? I should I should watch you know four or five more movies in the next two days. So. Yes. <laughs> no, it's it's been cool, but I also am looking forward to just watching some stuff that I've been yeah. wanting to watch. And not have to think about it in that way necessarily. True. So Very true. That will be a nice change for me, which I hope to yeah. start that again tonight, actually. Yeah, it's funny how we could tell how much of a horror heads we are, right? We, we go, okay, we're going to take a break, you know, as far as watching stuff. I go, hey, maybe, you know, a couple comedies here and there. And it, in their minds, like, well, I still need to watch this movie. I still want to watch, you know, <laughs> Halloween in the theaters. I still want to see Overlord. So it's like, yep, <laughs> you yep. know. Um, yeah, man, we just can't, I can't get enough of it. We, you know, that's just part of it now. Yes, for sure. And this uh, unintentionally is sort of a, a milestone at the 20th episode and also will be the, the last one for this little adventure that, that we took for our first Halloween season. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool that we yeah. un- unintentionally cool. synced these up to be a milestone and a milestone all at once. Correct. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, doing this, um, I guess, shorter reviews of, of a bunch of movies and stuff. So who knows if we incorporate that in the future? Uh, I know that 
it's a lot easier to do it that way. You don't have to break down certain things. And we, but we still get kind of in depth with a few movies on certain points, you know, which which is fun. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll see how that works in the future and how we go back to our our long versions of breaking down films. Um, how it's going to work now, you know? Because yeah. I don't know if it's going to, you know, we're going to be like. Uh, in our back of our mind wanting to speed it up because we got to get to the next one or we're going <laughs> to uh, really, you know what I mean? Or uh, beat over a, a topic that's like, okay, we should move on now because <laughs> now we have time to fill. But yeah, it'll be interesting, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, we've talked about some ideas of, of things to do over the next few months. And I guess at least we know for the future that if it's like, hey, we only got time to do one episode this month, mm-hmm. but I really want to cover three or four movies or something yeah and we've done that before we know that we can do it now movies so yeah yeah exactly absolutely and and try and keep things a little bit more concise and not go on forever about stuff because (laughs) i think that there's people that do that really well with certain movies and and i think just between you and i and the way that we record and the way we discuss them it's hard for us to get super analytical with a lot of things mm-hmm. the way that our mm-hmm. brains work because yeah. we just get wrapped up a lot in the uh, the enjoyment oh, sure. or, or the yep. pleasure of the the moment or whatever and we don't always think about the the symbolic nature of whatever is right. is, is being presented to us or the way that things are structured or yeah. even necessarily the the writing of it or you know someone go oh this is terrible writing and i'm like mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't really notice, but I'm also yeah. not a writer, so I don't. <laughs> right, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. And then um, it gets us out of that labeling uh, demand. Like, this isn't a horror movie. This is a drama. This is a thriller. This is whatever. It's just like we watch a movie mm-hmm. under this category, and we just kind of talk about you know it being just in the same genre itself. Because when you start breaking it down, like you said, and start getting very you know uh, philosophical and and uh, uh, you know, putting reasons and stuff. All of a sudden, it's not even in the same movie that you began watching. It, it's it's a you know a, a rom com at the time. You know, sure, or, sure. Or it'll be end up being something else. I'd rather just kind of you yes. know not not go that far deep into it. Um, yes. But at the same time, if it calls for it, you know, and uh, we'll we'll kind of throw it out there. Sure. Yeah. So since we don't have another episode to talk about what the movies are going to be coming up, we'll mention what we have on this one and we can talk Mm -hmm. just kind of briefly on what might be coming up here before we get into our first movie. So tonight, our movies are going to be in order of how we will be discussing them is uh, Dead Shack, which is our 2018 pick. Mm -hmm. In the Mouth of Madness is my Had Never Seen movie. Silent Hill is your never had seen movie. Mm-hmm. Your next is going to be my had seen. Uh, the visit is going to be your had seen movie, and last but certainly not least, the Night of the Demons is going to be our Halloween themed movie. Yes, and so technically, this will put us at thirty movies, and we've been calling this fucking thing thirty-one movies, right? Which we are going to do. A commentary for Leprechaun in the the T H A hood. In the hood, yes. Yeah. At first, I thought it was D A, but then it I, been. I realized it's it's T H A. Right. It should have so, been duh. Yeah. Well, I think they they changed it later. You know, it was I think originally so. presented as T H A. They they made it that, right. and then and now they're shortening everything, so it's just duh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's gonna know. be fun. Next, it'll just be like uh. <laughs> right. Leprechaun. Hood. Done. Period. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to work that out and get that out 
definitely soon, but it may not be till technically just after October. I don't know. We'll see mm -hmm. how, how everything shakes out for us. Yeah. But before we um, get into these movies, I know, you know, we had discussed a couple of ideas of, of things coming up, but I guess the big thing that's going to be coming up for us is going to be at the end of November will be one year of us doing the show. Yes. And so I have some other stuff planned for November, like I'm, I'm trying to set up a friends till the end. I have like two different guys that I'm talking to about doing doing that show. And so hopefully mm -hmm. I'm going to have another one of those in November, maybe some other bonus stuff and some and some guest spots and whatever that I've been basically shut down from doing anything else. Right. In the meantime of doing this and um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes, but I know we, we definitely will be doing something for that, that one year anniversary. We're just not really sure if it's going to be like one movie or a bunch of movies or right. some some other kind of thing. And I know our first show we did our top ten list and yes. I don't I don't know that we're quite at the point of, of fully revisiting the top ten list thing because I don't feel like there's for for me personally, there's too many mm -hmm. things that have altered that that I've seen in the past year. Oh yeah oh yeah. Maybe yeah. more so for you. I know you've had a little more exposure to some some good stuff this year that may alter your your top mm -hmm. 10 but yeah because maybe we'll do some other kind of a top something yeah exactly like uh when we made that list you know going into the top 10 stuff was look i just got it because that was our first show and it was kind of like uh you know getting into a rhythm with myself of talking to somebody about horror movies and i really never thought about like like oh my god what are my top 10 horror movies i always mm -hmm. have my my movies i say the i love these movies i love these movies um but writing them on paper that was the hardest thing i had to do and then i just had to tell myself look it's a living breathing document things can change your number one could be your number five and it not necessarily has to be a order of like ultimate tall time all the way down to like you know i guess in the rating system you know tens and nines but uh i'm in one way i'm anxious to go back and revisit that but on the other hand, I you're right. I'm watching. We're watching so many movies that come and go. As like, oh my god, these are so good. Like, yeah. Uh, that I I don't know if should I put that on my top ten, uh, or or, or what? You know what right. I mean? It has to take time to marinate. Like, there's a lot of movies that I like from the '80s that I've marinated so much that I just can't I can't position them down in right. spots. It's yeah, hard yeah. to do that with for me. You know. Um, but yeah, that, that and uh, I know, like I said, I know that we wanted to revisit some of our favorite uh, horror movies of all time, you know. Mm -hmm. But maybe not like an in-depth thing. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be it'd be something that we'd have to figure out on paper what yeah. works entertaining-wise mm -hmm. because you know when you get back into like older movies, you know, it's hard to break it down when everybody's heard of that stuff before. And so we yeah, kind of well, we've, want to we've put talked a, about some classics too, mm -hmm. and and. Yeah, I think it's fine. A, everyone likes a refreshing to hear refreshing twist on it. Yeah, right. Everyone likes to hear that, and mm -hmm. uh, so you know, beyond our our one year, then I don't know for for Christmas time, we definitely want to revisit our yes topic that we came up last year is one of my favorite things that we did called yeah. uh, "We Wish You a Shitty Christmas." Yes, I do want to do it again. So we're going to be picking out some. Very low-rated Christmas movies yes. and reviewing them on one show. But we, <laughs> might I also, <laughs> we might also have to do a good Christmas movie okay, episode we'll as well. Okay, we'll throw that so. in. <laughs> yeah, because I was I was looking forward to beating my last year's. I think I had a, a rating of a three last year. And can I beat that, you know? Um, so. You'll have to get into some of those CGI Krampus movies. 
Let's like do Kramp- it. Krampus unleashed and Mother Krampus and <laughs> and a little red Krampus hood and shit. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm the with big it, bad man. Krampus wolf. <laughs> I'm just mixing them into fairy tales and shit. No. Yeah. No, I'm so looking forward to that, and I'm also <laughs> looking forward to if we do um, a retrospective of uh, 2018 movies that we've missed yeah yeah you know well, we yeah, did I, I that list on last year too yeah i think we'll we'll shoot for like february and let everyone mm-hmm. else kind of put their list out and then we can cherry pick all the stuff we missed yeah from that and do our our favorite movies of the year from that and sounds good so speaking of uh 2018 movies why don't we get into our first one which is going to be dead shack okay this uh, this movie is a Shutter exclusive. It came out a little earlier this year, a few months ago. I don't know the exact date, but if you don't have Shutter, definitely get that shit to check out movies like this. And have yes. all kinds of stuff coming there. Summer of '84 is coming there now. Um, I saw something else cool was coming there. A lot of people are talking about Revenge. Just came on there as a good mm-hmm. one, I guess. So this movie is described as while staying at a cabin in the woods during the weekend. Three teenage kids discover their neighbor is feeding guests to her zombie family. In short order, the battle is on as the kids fight to save themselves and their family. This movie was also... I, I didn't know the... I, I have to do a little more research, but the guy who directed this, Peter Rick, also is, I believe, in the band that did the music for this, a band called Humans. Yeah. And he also does a bunch of, like, all kinds of artwork some really impressive stuff so a very talented guy all around obviously yeah and um i was looking at some of his art on his instagram was pretty awesome and i'm I'm pretty sure that he's in this band called the humans that did the music for this so the the description of this movie i think is pretty accurate and the music by the director and other people is fantastic in this movie it is it is now this one uh so you know last episode we had this one that was labeled as a comedy fantasy horror or something Mm -hmm. This yeah. one is labeled as a comedy and a horror as well. Yeah. And I would say this one definitely fits the bill of comedy quite a bit more. <laughs> it is hilarious. And <laughs> it's not even the premise of the movie. It's not even slapstick comedy, right? Like like comedy like you would think, you know? Mm-hmm. Or the like the movie's not supposed to be funny. But the actors, the 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 ones that play the kids and the dad in this movie mm-hmm. are I mean, to the point where you, you're, I had to watch it like twice. I had to um, back to back almost because I was like, oh, my God, I miss so much laughing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that made and honestly, it made the movie so good. It made it so enjoyable. It really sure, did. Sure. Yeah. It, it's so good, man. So, um, yeah, the, the dad is played by a guy named, guy named Donovan Stinson. Mm hmm. And. He is just fucking hilarious. I love this guy. <laughs> he is. He's like, he reminds me kind of of myself, but not as, I'm not as cool or as funny as him. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I know I was about to text you and say, you know, uh, when this guy gets drunk, that's how I act kind of real, just, you know, doesn't take anything serious. Right. Right. Uh, uh, if, you know, when I, you know, when I get, like I said, when I get drunk and he doesn't take anything, cracking jokes. You know, sure, when, sure. His, when his daughter says, I hate you, he goes, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, like, or he tells his kids, you know, like, you know, uh, um, oh, God, uh, br- oh, geez. He tells one of his, he tells his son, he goes, you know, you're my favorite. And he says that in front of his daughter. You oh, know? yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then she says, I hate you. And he goes, no, you don't. I mean, yeah. we're not doing it justice, but it's so <laughs> no, funny. No. And, and the delivery 
Well, yeah, it's, it's all in. It's not like punchline jokes. It's it's all delivery and that type of stuff. It is, uh, and, and and little yeah, you know, little and moments and stuff that are thrown in and stuff. So yeah, and there's a mention why he's like this. Like this is not. I mean, this is his personality, and this is his. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he even admits in the movie because there are some serious tones to it, where. You know, he sits there and goes, "Look, you know, I'm because he the, he's divorced and he's got a new girlfriend, and he's he's trying to you know take his kids and show them a good time. Plus, uh, well, one of the kids' friends and like the kids' friends come comes from a uh, a different kind of family, but you know, um, they're they're all going camping and he's and he's like this because he wants to be their friend. He's trying to be the cool parent. He really is, right. you know, and and um." So he's cracking jokes, not taking things serious, doing things that, you know, like, you know, allow, you know, not say anything when the kids cuss in front of him. And he does like, you know, the raunchy jokes and stuff. So but again, it's not like no at no time did I cringe at any of the comedy um, being delivered in this movie. You know, even like I say, the dad trying to be the cool dad. He and it worked. It just really, really worked. And and it because it's mentioned later on in the film that it worked. You know, this is why I act the way I act. Because, you know, I'm sorry that I'm divorced and you guys have to grow up without, you know, a mom pretty much. And, and it was right. just kind of mentioned, you know. Yeah. Well, so the, the, the story here with this movie is, you know, very simple. It's the dad and his new girlfriend and these three kids. They go out to this, this cabin for a vacation type of thing. Mm-hmm. They, you know, everything moves super fast in this movie mm-hmm. because it's, it's a short movie. And yeah. they have to kind of just get there and... and we don't need to spend a lot of time learning all this stuff, but they do a good job of kind of giving you this little bit of uh, everything for the kids, like the the kid that is is the rich kid, but he's hanging out with them and they're poor, so he acts like he's poor, and they, they right. kind of show. He comes out of this super nice house, and you hear the dad yelling, and he walks all the way across town and then has them pick them up somewhere else. And How come we can't come in your house? Oh, my house is a real dump, so yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> right. it's really bad. You can't You can't come inside. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. get to this cabin and the kids are just fucking around. They accidentally come across this situation, like it says in the synopsis, of this woman mm-hmm. who lures in these guys and and kills them and feeds them to her zombie families, or maybe doesn't kill them, but definitely feeds them to her zombie family in the house. Yes, yes. And the kids see it, but they react so stupidly but it almost feels natural where you're like oh well they're fucking kids so of course one of them is going to do something dumb like they, they see someone getting killed and he throws a rock and breaks a window and is like oh that way she knows that we saw so she'll st- <laughs> stop killing the guy and let him go or something yeah yeah and then it's quickly but then she's going to come after us you yeah. know <laughs> he's like oh fuck yeah so yeah and uh, the, the, the woman here is actually played by people might remember her from Dumb and Dumber fame, where she played mm-hmm. Mary Samsonite slash Swanson. <laughs> yeah, Lauren Holly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Swanson. I think her name is Mary Sam- Samsonite. It's right here on her. Samsonite. Suitcase. I was way off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't really recall. It starts with an S. So swim, swami, sl- slippy, slappy, slimmin, salmon, simmon, Swanson, Swanson. Maybe send the briefcase. Look on the. Oh yeah, it's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. I'm not seeing it here, Lloyd. <sighs> she must be unlisted. But no, just hilarious. The the joking between the kids. There's mm-hmm. the older the older sister is always kind of giving them shit, and then the one kid kind of likes them, and so then his friend is busting his balls like, "You're trying to hit on my sister." 
Right. The the dad just gets completely obliterated, drunk, and, and yeah, high. Yeah. yeah. And then gets these great beer muscles. They're like, Dad, we saw someone killed. And oh, let me fucking get this axe and grab the six pack and let's go check it out. <laughs> and they're like, no, we have to call the cops and we can't just go there. And he's like, ah, oh, fucking your kids are stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's just great because they, yeah. they if if you like this kind of a ridiculous comedy where l- logic is is stupid. So yeah, sometimes I'll watch a movie like this and. You know, truth be told, the first time I watched this, I, I started kind of falling into this trap and had to take myself out of that, mm-hmm. of going like, well, this is fucking dumb. Like, why would the kids just let their dad go out and then follow after him? Like, well, like he's clearly drunk. Just, like, knock him over and fucking go call the cops. And, like, right, you know right. what I mean? I started throwing logic and, and reasoning into it and being like, well, <laughs> right. let's, let's solve this mystery and fix this fucking situation. But uh-huh. you have to obviously let all that shit go and just be like, well, of course, if they don't follow their dad, then there's no... There's funny the story. nonsense of him going yeah. there and accidentally drinking the drugged wine and fucking blacking out, and they have to hide him inside the house full of zombies. And yeah, the, and, and again, it's all it's all in the dialogue too, because you know, like mm-hmm. you know, the dad, the dad's, the dad doesn't really believe the kids, you know, but he's playing uh, like, okay, look, I'll play along, I'll play in this game, I'll grab my axe, a six pack, and and right. go, out. and then like the older sister goes, you know what, let's just you know follow him. And then when he passes out drunk, we'll drag him back in the house, and then we'll do this on our own kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're basically you know, like, just placating him. Exactly, because, they, you know, he's, again, he's that playful, fun dad that's trying, you know, the kids kind of see it, but they're playing along with him because, you know, the dad's coming from, you know, a divorce also, and they're just kind of like, all right, whatever, dad, you know, just kind of, yeah, again, like placating and uh, right. But, yeah, but then, but no, everything that's going on outside is totally serious. Right. You know? And the, the, you know, we end up finding out, which it says in the synopsis, that these zombies are her family. But yeah, there's no, there seems to be no other knowledge of zombies. There's no other mention of how this happened or anything. And right. when I, I watched this with with Cal, and he was like, uh, you know, they didn't really say what happened or why there was no zombies. And I go, I know, but I feel like that would have just been wasted time. Like it would have taken away from the funny if they were like, so let's talk about what happened to her family but and if you I hear humanize you. the the zombie family then it makes it not funny that the yeah. the two kids go nuts and like fucking smash their heads in so. right that, that's <laughs> that's exactly it and i think this you know of course coming uh, uh this movie getting into like today's age you know mm-hmm. you can headcanon all that stuff right yeah, you yeah. could go oh okay it's not a outbreak or some it's isolated in this cabin and you know this woman um is trying to just re- um uh, maintain it in her home right. so she goes out there and lures like frat guys that are drunk or whatever uh seduces them comes back in as as you know fodder for the her family of zombies right. and it's not getting out beyond that because they're all like locked up in the basement and whatever so it's not a worldwide outbreak it's isolated mm-hmm. in this area and you can kind of like buy into it right off the bat you know it's like okay it is what it is and then here's our, sure. our family that's going to stumble across them and see how that plays out and it, it doesn't need all that exposition of like right. what happened or where it came from or anything right it's it's fine to just be like they're zombies especially mm-hmm. as you pointed out now in in this day and age it's like we've seen mm-hmm. i don't know 20 different descriptions of how zombies <laughs> are created or 40 yeah. or 50 or whatever so it's like I, I guess you know put them all on a board and throw a dart and fucking that's, that's how they that's how they became zombies exactly maybe it was yeah, a there's... voodoo curse maybe it was and... <laughs> 
you know, toxic radiation, alien uh, DNA or something. Rusty water, poisonous yeah. water. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. So it's just all kinds of stuff now that mm -hmm. just kind of works now. Like I said, the 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 pa zombie on paper doesn't work anymore. Now it's you could do anything. You're just a, uh, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like a crazed lunatic monster running around that you could, you know, scratch somebody and they get that same thing too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you know there's not really a lot to talk about besides right. just it's a simple, simple just, story, but just funny as fuck. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think a... you had you had said that we don't want to poorly do this justice by trying to retell all the jokes from the movie and <laughs> repeat the lines poorly and all that stuff and and ruin it for people. So there's I know right because they'd be like, well, that wasn't funny. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch. I it. I mean, the way you guys say it, it sounds dumb, but <laughs> you just they do it a lot better. You had to be there. <laughs> yeah, you had to be there, man. So, yeah, I watched this two times. The first time, mm -hmm. I started falling into the trap of throwing too much logic and, and pragmatic oh yeah, uh, thinking into it and getting annoyed by the dad's behavior. And I'm like, this guy's just a fucking <laughs> asshole. And then I'm like, no, wait, he's actually kind of funny. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. And it, it also falls into my like sensibility of how I'm trying to be more accepting of fun and comedy and not mm -hmm. being so mad at everything all the time <laughs> you'll learn so, yeah so i'm <laughs> getting better about that yeah 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 and re-watching it i i loved it i was i was laughing the whole time my kid was laughing the whole time yeah i was like oh i wish that i was a fun dad I'm not fun. <laughs> you are dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> look i'm sorry i'm not fun i'm just divorced and also depressed <laughs> divorced and miserable yeah take just have to deal with it <laughs> right but i give this one an eight and a half out of ten very cool yeah man um i'm right at i'm i'm right there with you but at an eight i just wrote down eight of you know like the the first time i saw it and thought that was a cool rating for it because again it is it's very you know very short movie mm -hmm. um like an hour and 20 hour and a half or something like that but um you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's something in the end that I didn't like that I was very disappointed and uh, made me sad. But uh, but other than that, um, it was <laughs> it was it's like with this list of movies that we have and because we're doing this, you know, we're like this. This kind of was a very good refresher after watching a few of them, like just to sit and laugh and like not even analyze it too much, you know. Just mm -hmm. a, a fun movie that I can. It's it's almost like the Tucker and Dale versus Evil, you know. It's that funny, yeah, yeah. But it's got serious. Like is they, in no way is the movie trying to be funny, but it's the guys are just funny, <laughs> you know. Right. So yeah, Absolutely. solid eight for me, man. I, I enjoy it and I would recommend it. Uh, I I'm gonna watch it again. I have to. Nice. All right. So I think I screwed up our introduction. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you get to <laughs> thing here. I didn't want to interrupt and and break the flow, but uh. Yeah, so if you want to go ahead and do our next one, too, and then we get back on track. Yes. So <laughs> the next one on the docket is my pick for a movie I had never seen, mm -hmm. which is In the Mouth of Madness. This yes. is by John Carpenter from 1994. This is also a fantasy horror mystery. Mm -hmm. And the description is an insurance investigator begins discovering that the impact a horror writer's books have on his fans is more than inspirational. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, chose this one because I have seen several John Carpenter movies, but definitely not all of them. And right. so most of the stuff I've seen, I really, really liked. And so I know this one was one of the higher rated movies that I hadn't seen. Yeah. 
and I know there's a few that are a little more more divisive and some of the older ones that I think are more respected but you yeah. know again stuff like Christine and the fog Christine the fog um, a couple of those that I ended up seeing much later on in life that, sure that, you know they're more nostalgic type movies that yeah, I didn't see when I was younger or whatever and sure and was like oh I'd, I'd didn't ever catch these type of things and you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. uh this one you don't hear talked about as much i don't right f- feel like but maybe because it was a little bit later it's not an 80s movie although it, it still it feels very 80s ish to me yeah i felt it, like it, came, it still had a lot of of that feel it came out in 94 mm-hmm. yeah but like carpenter's style uh, it, it, you could tell he you know he just brought it with him and uh mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things where like Carpenter movies never date themselves. It's funny because they, like they're just it, almost like Spielberg films. They just you just know that they're those films, and they're never, um, you know, where like you said, even in the '90s, it felt like a '80s Carpenter film. Mm-hmm. He's very good at that. Like I've I've made mention to it where I think John Carpenter is a director, the master of horror. You know, he is the master of horror movies is is when it comes to directing. Right. Yeah. He's definitely had some bangers. Yeah. He's put out throughout time so you said you had seen this one but didn't really mm. remember it very yeah much. so 94 right i i i saw it and mm-hmm. just like you said it just kind of like kind of i dropped it maybe because and i and i and i know why it's because i didn't understand it back then i mm. really you know this is i was you know senior in high school i really just kind of like watched it just to watch it and then that was it and maybe i had other things going on because i didn't understand it because Rewatching it, I remember the movie, but I was I'm like enthralled with it now, right? Like, right. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, what, what is? Why haven't I been watching this movie this whole time? You know, like, or have this on like a rotation? Um, I understood that now, and maybe that is geared. It this movie is geared towards a more mature audience, where you know, back when I was 18 years old or 17 years old, I didn't understand it at all. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. And I just kind of like maybe I just watched it for the gore effects, which were not necessarily abundant in this movie it was more of a thinker it was more of a you know a twist like Like, you know the beginning the beginning of the movies or the end of the movies at the beginning and it's kind of i think like later in the movie there's a lot more if not gore definitely there's a shitload of monster stuff in this. oh yeah okay so yeah in in the second half of the movie and uh so but yeah i'm I'm right there with you i I never saw this one, but I was watching mm. it, going like, "Fuck! I wish that I had watched this one, <laughs> yeah. you know, way back in in the day when I was watching like Big Trouble in Little China and all these other things he put out." Right. I, I wish that I had known about this, but I also probably wouldn't have understood it as much. Where Big Trouble in Little China, when I'm, you know, a 13 year old kid watching that, I just go, "Oh yeah, I want to be Kurt Russell and have a boot right. knife and fucking." Yeah. <laughs> Beat up a bunch of ninjas and shit. So. Yeah, well, because that's a total comic book movie, you know. Right. And, yeah, yeah. And this is not. This is no, a no. complete, like I said, a thinker, right? Where I felt a more of a maturity, a mature audience would get it more than, like I said, me. I, I just didn't understand it. Therefore, I just didn't pick it back up, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. um, if this this screams of I wanted, I, I didn't do enough research on this. Is this a hundred percent? Is this like a uh, um, adapted from something? Or did he 100% uh, write this? No, he, I, he didn't write this. I know okay. somebody else was credited as the writer on IMDb. Okay, but. because this is like a screams HP Lovecraft. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's um, definitely a lot of monster stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and some sort of like monster worship almost type of thing. Yeah. In that regard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I but mean, yeah, I I love the, the monster effects, but I love the idea of this 
this like haunted book. Yes. Yes. That not haunted necessarily, but I don't know, like possessing book or or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Like people would read it and they would just they would go fucking crazy. Yeah. What a cool premise. I know. Like, what a really cool thing where, you know, the suitor Kane is this fictional author in this in this in this movie and he, you know, writes these books about the, you know, just like like there's one called Hobbs End, right? And all these monster books and he's, you know, what was the one with the lady chops up her husband in this town and stuff and you know, and it's all a plan that leads to his seventh book, the final book that he's he's making and it's uh, uh right. written of uh, in the mouth of madness and this is supposed to be the the truth, the tell-all. This is the final apocalypse of what's going to happen, you know, in this book. And, uh-huh. you know, in then um, going through it, you know, the, all the other six books are, are, are clues and chapters leading up to the final, the ending and stuff, the, the coming of the monsters and taking over the world. And Sam mm-hmm. Neill, which is in the movie, he's great. Um, he's the insurance claim agency, right? And he, uh, the author, Suter King, goes missing and he's there to go kind of track him down. And, fit, and it's like a whole... Stephen King thing like he finds the Suter Kane's world where you know here's the here's the Hobbs End we found it which is not nowhere in a, in a real place and he right. finds all these characters that he's read about and they're all real mm-hmm. and you know um, it comes to find out that he is sent there by Suter Kane the author to deliver the final book in the mouth of madness to the people and when the people read it they will go completely ape shit and turn into monsters which the monster is going to take over the world i'm like right. oh my god that's no wonder i i wouldn't have understood that as a 17 year old right i really I wouldn't have you know or i probably would have like ah that's too complicated i want to watch it but yeah. uh you know now that i, I just was going like wow <laughs> what a great right. movie yeah. <laughs> no it is i'm not it's afraid cool. to admit it yeah well it's it's cool too because it's like very similar to Stephen King and they even reference him in the movie yes they do yeah but they say you know this this guy is is even bigger than Stephen King like Stephen King can't even fucking carry this guy's wallet yeah and like you know exactly and you know what and I and I feel that John Carpenter is the only person that can get away with that with a Stephen King blessing like I'm sure Stephen King was like fuck yeah say that because you know of course it's a fictional author they're talking about but John Carpenter has done so many Stephen King movies well, and this guy is is kind of like a Stephen King type of writer because yeah. there's all these. It's it's like the Stephen King universe. There's this place where all these people are from, and they're all kind of connected in the same universe. You know, it's that whole fucking thing that he did that now they are adapting into this TV show or whatever, right? So yeah, yeah, they're making a movie about it. So it's which, a, a similar <laughs> thing that yeah. is going on in this movie to what like the Stephen King narrative yes. of, of his stories are. And like you said, the when people read this, it almost becomes this thing where he's seeing it is happening, but then he's not seeing it happen. But then it mm-hmm. actually is happening. But then it's just that people turn into monsters, really. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. But yeah, it's it's definitely a little bit complicated. But also, I don't feel like I was I was lost in it or anything. Right. That I I was like, what the fuck is actually going on? Why are they like? I don't know. Everything seemed to be held together much better. Yeah, yeah, this, it, which ironically there's a similar theme to one of our later movies. Yes, in this movie, but yeah, the, this one is held together much better. I feel like. Oh no, it, much it more is co- coherent. Yeah, <laughs> that's because you know back in the day when they were making, even in the, like I said, the mid '90s, like this was made. You know, they mm-hmm. they really well. See, John, that's why John Carpenter is king because he really understands details and he really understands story. He really understands getting from A to B. You know. Um, mm-hmm. 
where he, he doesn't rely on the special effects or or any kind of other things to tell a story, you know, unless it called for it, you know. So right. he does things in creative ways or like through the dialogue or through, you know, different cameras uh, or um, I, I guess just, just having his actors do different things and not afraid mm-hmm. of that either. Like not afraid of looking silly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if that makes sense. But and that's why I said that he, he, he can't do he can't do wrong in my eyes. The guy's the guy's a genius. Um, even though yeah, he didn't write it, uh, but damn, he's such a great visionary that he could do so much with so little. Right. And uh, so th- this movie also has a lot of pretty awesome characters and and actors playing characters. Yeah. Uh, just to name a few, we have. Oh yeah. Um, we have uh, what's his name Wilhelm von Homburg, who yes. is. Most people know him as <laughs> as Vigo from yes. Ghostbusters too. Vigo the Impaler. <laughs> I love. I saw him in there, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Vigo!" He's Vigo. You are like the buzzing of flies to him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's also uh, Bernie Casey is in. There. Yes, Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. <laughs> right. He's the he's the tri lamb uh, leader from Bridge right. of the Nerds. Yeah. And we had uh, John Glover is in a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. Charlton Heston is in this. Yeah. And my favorite is Happy Gilmore. He'll be, <laughs> my God, I can't talk. Happy Gilmore's grandma. Grandma, you didn't pay your taxes? I would have, but I didn't have any money. Where are you taking all their stuff? I'm not taking your stuff, okay? The government is. It's not. It's not like I'm taking your stuff over to my place or something like that, all right? So don't get mad at me. But she's an old lady. I mean, look at her. She's old. You can't just take her stuff. She's too old. Yes. Uh, played by, well, it's Frances Bay is the actress's name. Yeah. She's she's a big part as Mrs. Pickman in this. Yeah. Where she, you know, runs the motel. She's great. That he stays at, right? Is yeah. It, the motel and then... Yeah, she's running the motel and the, and the story, she's the one that I guess axes her husband in the stories. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's like she couldn't do that. She's such a sweet old lady. And then, of course, it ends up yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. No, there was a lot of uh, familiar faces um, when mm. I was, like I said, re- you know, watching it again. Everything came back as like, yeah, I've I've seen this. I just don't remember the like the whole plot of it and stuff. And uh, so glad that I got to revisit it again. Yes. Yeah. No, it's pretty awesome. I I love the. Uh, just the little town and, and mm-hmm. you know Carpenter does so great with that type of thing too where you you get kind of the layout of this little town and you know the moving camera is always this thing the camera is mm-hmm. always fucking moving from one side of the set to the other and then holding right. somewhere and then moving again and then right so it you know you get a great feel for this little town that's out of nowhere and and out of the, or you know out of the way and nobody knows about kind of thing so yeah yeah uh yeah, and just all the all the monster stuff, like everything at the end goes completely bonkers. Right, like I said, total H.P. Lovecraft. You know, right. where it's the mention, the mention, the mention, the little subtle hints in there, and then the just the big reveal. Right. You know about, and it's always like I said, always fascinates me about the ancients that inhabited or you know inhabited the world before us, the ancient mm-hmm. monsters that are underground that have been forgotten for so many years, and then it's the whole. 
you know, rituals and everything to bring them back to, to reconquer, like the old gods kind of stuff, which will, like I said, H.P. Lovecraft was king at writing that stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. that's such an interesting thing. Like, I always, you know, it's funny because I made, made mention before uh, a few times going, man, where's the, like, H.P. Lovecraft movies? You know, where are those? And they were there, right under my nose the whole time. And I've seen them, and I didn't even recognize them then, you know. Um, that's why I love doing what we do. And I mm -hmm. love being a part of the community like that because it's like, yeah, okay, I can explore it and re-explore things again where I'm like, well, okay, yeah, this is totally, you know, H.P. Lovecraft stuff. And John Carpenter did it. Oh, my God. So cool. Mm -hmm. But uh, Yeah, and he, he did a lot of the music in this too. Fantastic. But also mixed yeah. with, um, with like some rock guitar and stuff too. Yeah, fantastic. I forgot what was his uh, band's name. John Carpenter, I man, I had it. It's not the Carpenters. It's definitely not the Carpenters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, okay, but yeah, it, there's a name. And also, it. It the yeah. the, uh, the monster stuff was all K and B effects too. Yes, uh, Greg Nicotero. So that's right. That's right. It's great. All right. So, well, why don't we uh, we can wrap up talking about this and, cool. and kind of give our thoughts here. Yeah, yeah. My. Uh, I'll just lead on with my my score on the first watch of this movie is at an eight out of ten. Nice. And it's definitely a complicated movie that mm -hmm. I think, similar to to like the thing and some of the other stuff that he's done, I think on rewatches I might even come up a little bit as I right as I put everything together because I'm sure there's a lot in there that I'm not getting the first time watching. Yeah. And just on that first watch though, I'm I'm like this is something I need to check out multiple times and, mm -hmm. and come back to this more often so i'm actually looking forward to watching this one again kind of getting a, a better idea of everything in it but yeah just a lot of fun great acting great uh, you know camera direction and stuff obviously great score the, the carpenter touch is still kind of there yeah with everything and a cool story too that you know he did he's, mm -hmm. he's not necessarily known as the great writer he's the director Right. And does a lot of other people's stuff. And so the, the, the story is cool. I love this original premise. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, again, I'm, I'm a half a point above you. Uh, eight okay. and a half. You know, just uh, like on the top of my head, eight and a half. And it was for all the same reasons that you just said. Plus, everything came pouring back to me. And um, I'm pretty sure that I would I want to go up further with it. The only thing... I don't know if there's an only thing that's holding me back from going up in the score in the future watches. It, uh, it was just one of those things where I'm pissed at myself for not recognizing it sooner, you know? <laughs> so, right. Um, re recognizing the genius, what, what, what this movie is and mm -hmm. how, you know, just how good it is. And it, it definitely needs to be put up there. And like you said in the beginning, it doesn't seem to get the respect that it deserves. Right. And maybe it's the timing. Maybe it was all about timing. Uh, you know, 94 wasn't necessarily a year of, I guess, uh, thriller. I'm, 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 I'm just kind of throwing this out there uh, of that kind of movies because maybe just fell under the wayside, you know. Well, where... I, I think it also falls after some of his movies that didn't do so well. True. Yeah, right. And so that like it, it came after Prince of Darkness, They Live, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Body Bags, and then In the Mouth of Madness. Right. So it might also be kind of a victim of, of recency bias where people will be like, eh, well, you know, some of those movies yeah. were good and some weren't. And Yeah, which I love all uh, those movies that you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, not everyone yeah. loves They Live as much as I do, but... Oh, my God, yeah, that's... There's one... Yeah, that's a whole nother show, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the whole thing. 
Absolutely. But yeah, it, I mean, it could be a little bit of that recency bias. And I it know, could be. I know on, on uh, a lot of other shows, including on, on Bo's uh, Pick 6 movies that they were talking about, just John Carpenter's history and, and how it had been very up and down. And mm-hmm. he had these really good movies and then sort of average movies, and he always kind of struggled to hit box office success. Right, right. Because of that, so. Oh, that, that totally cult classic movies. He's, mm-hmm. he's, uh, all his movies have become, you know. Right. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, no, I think that's cool. I think it's something that I'm for sure going to check out again and, and will probably end up at least, you know, coming up in eight and a half or something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. who knows. Yeah. So, and it's not very long. Like, there's, it's another one where it's about an hour and a half and there's yeah. just a, a lot packed into that hour and a half. It makes me kind of frustrated with movies like our next one that <laughs> I will let you introduce in a minute, but okay. there's, no, there's no reason for something to be two hours long. Right. And, and still not have as much... Uh-huh. You know, meat is what something like uh-huh. in the yeah. mouth of madness does in an hour and a half. So I agree. I, I totally agree. All right. Uh, with that great introduction, because I agree with everything <laughs> you just said. Um, my my pick was I wanted to, I, you know, I was going through those things like, what haven't I seen that I want to kind of scratch off my list, right? And, right. And it's always been like Silent Hill was a movie that I've always wanted to see. I didn't play the video game, so I didn't really have that nostalgia aspect or wanted to see it that way. It's it's just that I kept seeing this pyramid head guy everywhere, and I wanted to see yes, what was yeah, up yeah. with it. Oh, Basically. yeah, I wanted to see it too. Yeah, exactly. So 2006, a woman, Rose, goes in search for her adopted daughter within the confines of a strange, desolate town called Silent Hill. Pretty accurate as far as like the, the, the beginning premise of the movie. Now... Yeah. Um, again, he, this movie it was like two hours long or something like that. So you're yeah, right. Just over if we two can, hours. Yeah, and it's the same. Why this is like almost like a compare and contrast to this movie in, in the Mouth of Madness. Now, um, mm-hmm. it's still searching for a town that not on a list or you can't get to. Like Silent Hill is a town that was closed off because of a coal a coal fire that's burning underground still to speak. And there is actually a few cases like that in real life that has a uh, underground fire that's burning up because of coal mines have been, you know, burned. I can't remember the places on, but they do actually exist. Um, but Silent Hill is one of those places that was closed off and had this mysterious fire um, that's continuously burning now. And so just like in Mouth of Madness, where Hobbs End was a, a, a fictitious city or town that wasn't on the map, couldn't get to. But... You're right in comparing the two where it's like, well, you know, Mouth of Madness had all this awesome content and it had a payoff that was just amazing, you know, where uh, Silent Hill's payoff was like, eh, you know, <laughs> it was like, okay. Sure, yeah. Um, this works very good as a video game, though, I will tell you, because if you're playing through the Silent Hill city and all these monsters are coming out and, and everything in the storyline, it plays mm-hmm. great. And it's one of those things where you question, you go, well, you know, how much can you get out of telling that story in movie form now um without going scene by scene right i'll just kind of give a quick rundown of what the movie was and we can set it up and and, then we can discuss it so um basically this town burned down mysterious and just like any other or just like uh we reviewed uh salem's um lords of salem last week right this had a witch element to it you know where you know this Mm -hmm. cult like uh people were you know accusing people of witchcraft burned uh burned this little girl that they thought was a demon of because of witchcraft or whatever, and um, they burned yeah. her, but but she survived. And during her, you know, she survived. Uh, she went into this hospital. Uh, she ended up, I guess, 
befriending a, a demon felt oh but she said because she was in so much pain and hate like the little girl hated so much that mm-hmm. it drew out this demon and towards her and the demon made a pact with her pretty much like you know i'll keep you alive and i'll keep you this we're going to get revenge on the townspeople which in return uh, as they were burning the girl uh burned down the city and killed everybody in the silent hill uh, mm-hmm. and i guess started this ongoing fire that continuously burns like make like a curse so this pact with this demon um you know the girl eventually grew up into a woman but she had a baby i don't know how but she had a baby that was put up for adoption uh by right. her protection and this family uh the the fault the two that we follow adopted this little girl that has a splitting image of the the girl who was uh, burned initially right so, right when she goes missing because she sleepwalks they go up. Uh, she keeps mentioning this uh, Silent Hill town, which starts an investigation of like, we need to go find Silent Hill and see what this is about. When the girl and the daughter get there, the girl disappears. And we just have a foot chase of trying to find her, th- you know, in Silent Hill. Um, this is where all the monsters come from. Uh, right. Pyramid Head, the famous Pyramid Head just appears and attacks them. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's something about that he's part of like the darkness or something and the, mm-hmm. the, si- the siren goes off and then that means that the darkness is coming and then he's also attached to that so they yeah they it's have all to, about like people mm-hmm. to hide from him or whatever yeah it's like it's like um when the darkness hits hell opens up and all the monsters can roam and then they disappear and then i guess all the remaining town folk in silent hill are the cult members like run by the cult leader who burned the girl 40 years ago um but i guess this see okay so now you have uh what I just explained to you was 15 minutes of the movie, and then you have an hour and a half of running through Silent Hill, just cool effects. Really, nothing that other than a couple, you know, a couple of things like we yes. find out uh, that you know who who the cult leader is in this thing. We find out the mother. It, it, there's like it's like very very slow information. You yeah, know, we have right. to, we have to walk a long way for small bits of information. That I, I think mm-hmm. that's where you were getting at. Why you know, the mouth madness works a lot better as a premise. Mm-hmm. Then, then silent. Well, Hill yeah. Did. There's, there's no, um, there, there's no depth to the the place of Silent Hill. I mean, for one thing, I'm pretty sure it's all just green screen or or CGI <laughs> layering or something like that. 100 that's, that's going on. Yeah. So, you like know, we're just game. watching these yeah. these people stand inside of a big warehouse with fucking green walls everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Reacting to like floating tennis balls and shit, and they're like, oh, we'll just fix all that later. Just act yeah. scared. There's there's <laughs> a thing coming. Run. <laughs> It definitely hurts, like the actor's ability to right. react to something where you don't see. I, I understand no, that. No, the the CGI doesn't look bad. Like it's it's big budget, but it's kind of the same thing that I run into with like the superhero movies. You know, yeah. amazing CGI where they can construct an entire universe out of you know nothing. But it's like, well, it still feels so not real to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and I think. Where like this there's movie nothing f- tangible, right? You can't touch it, you know? It's, right, right. Yeah. Well, and, and where my disappointment in this movie comes from is that there is cool effects, but everything, yeah, is is not tangible. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm just watching somebody play a video game. That's what there, Like you said, there's a little <laughs> bit of story in the beginning. Yeah. And then you're just going through and, like, running away from monsters and whatever. Yeah. And you bump into people and you collect some coins and... You, know, <laughs> you turn little Mario into big Mario and right. then another monster shows up and whatever. That's it. But the, yeah, that's exactly so, what it is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not a video game person. So to me, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't play video games. I certainly don't watch people play video games on YouTube. So 
This right. just feels like I'm watching people play video games. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely did have that level of like you know where we first mm-hmm. get introduced to the monsters they're real small monsters very you know not very difficult until like the end monster it's like the boss fight you know it it does yeah, play yeah. you're watching a video game and i and i i know that it's based on a video game and that's, that was the purpose of it like i said this mm-hmm. movie or the premise of it works great as a arcade game but right. uh movie i don't know how much you can get into it like and and that might be done on purpose you know because you know, sometimes people get criticized for making a video game movie without showing the video game elements to it. And sure, so yeah. what they, you know, what I, I guess I can give the creators of Silent Hill credit for actually bringing that. Yes. You know, well, yeah, into and, that and, movie form. And I will say that's what I, I do give it credit for is it seems like if you like the video game movies or, or things of this nature, then this seems like it's well done yeah. in that style. But that's just something that's not. A, a huge turn on for me and especially sure. because everything is so supernatural and, and otherworldly and different dimension you know it's it's like they they transport to a different world basically and everything is upside down and right. right's left and left is blue and all that so right <laughs> well, you know it's, was, it's, it's yeah it's a very alternate universe type of thing and and it becomes um you know supernatural to a degree mm-hmm and then what I like the the other thing that didn't really make a lot of sense is you were talking about th- these town people and the cult and the the witchcraft and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but then like what the hell does that have to do with this giant pyramid head guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, and, was and the bell insane. and fucking all these monsters coming. Like, yeah, they burning witches and then that's making hell open up and and so then that's where pyramid like I I, yeah. I ended up getting kind of bored with it <laughs> and so I wasn't paying super good attention through large parts of it so I'm not uh-huh. there, there might have been some exposition that I missed about that but when you it just seemed your, like there was yeah. two things that weren't really connected that well yeah you know when you find yourself like you know uh, checking the time like how much time do I got left on the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> several times yeah. um like I said, I all the credit in the world for bringing that that CG and the characters and that. Oh, one thing I will say, what what um, makes my score up was the aesthetics mm-hmm. of the film. Like I love the lighting. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. There were some parts of it, like the aesthetics, like they really you know kind of paid attention to small details when it right. came to like the the border, you know the um, the school that they went to, the church, everything else. What mm-hmm. looked great, like the movie looks great, and like I said, Pyramid Head yeah. is awesome. Um, well, and as even far the, as the character. The out- the outside of town, the whole, yeah. you know, driving up to it and the closed gate and all the stuff with the cops and stuff, uh, you know, yeah. everything is very foggy. And mm-hmm. um, it also suffers a little bit from that time period. There was a lot of like understated acting where everyone yeah. is very, um, very dramatic, but also kind <laughs> of understated at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's like, it feels like everyone is just on Prozac or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's 100% correct. Um yeah, but, dude. Uh, no, it's, like, it's not all bad though. I don't, no, I don't want to make it seem like I'm all, just all negative. You know, you're right. It, but it's a typical like adaptation, uh, video game adaptation movie. You know, yeah, it's, I a, guess. it's a big budget mm-hmm. Hollywood. You know, a in theater horror movie kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I guess maybe if you if we you know like I said, you and I don't play the game, so that might hurt the 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 lore mm-hmm. behind it because like. But you can't do that. You can't sit there and give a movie and sit there and go, you got to play the video game to understand this. You should have a broader audience and bring that backstory to fruition like crazy where we have, you know, like I said, if uh, we should have no questions on what's going on as far as like, who is this people and why did this happen or who's Pyramid Head? Why is he even there? Like, I don't understand. You know, if the, yeah, it, it was just, there's so much 
visuals that didn't have any tie-ins to the actual story. Sure, yeah. Um, so, a little, again, like I said, I wish it was about an hour long. That would have been, <laughs> been cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, often I'm like, oh, I wish that they would hurry up and get to the action parts. And then this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I wish that there was more than just... Because, like, the action all felt like the fakest shit. Well, yeah, but it was and when the it same wasn't thing. the action it was, stuff, it was... Yeah. It was actually felt more real, so... Yeah, it was just running mm -hmm. down a, a corridor with monsters chasing you. You lock the door, they come by, and it did it, like, four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but still not, not the worst. Uh, no. I could see why people really would love this if they... For one thing, if you like that type of movie in general, just stuff mm. where people go to this this alternate dimension and there's a lot of you know it's it's more fantasy to me than anything. Yeah, and yeah. obviously there's there's horror in this because there's monsters and and mm -hmm. terror and all that type of stuff. But uh, to me, it just felt kind of confusing, and then it got boring, and then it was like hard for me to get back into it, and I kept trying to really follow it. Right. Unfortunately, with something like this, when you're watching as many movies as we have and, and covering them and, and really having to pay attention. Like if something doesn't grab onto you right away, it's going to kind of slip through the cracks a little bit, I feel like. So, uh, yes, yes. And so maybe if I give it a fair chance, I might like it a little bit more, mm -hmm. but ultimately I, I didn't really hate it that much. It's, I'm not a big fan of watching people play video games, but I can <laughs> I can see yeah. that this is a really well done and everything looks good. Even yeah. the CGI looks good. I just don't like overly right. CGI'd stuff. Right. And so I ended up still giving this one a six out of ten. Cool, man. Um, geez, man, like I said, we must be on the same wavelength because I I am at a six also. Um, oh, nice. And probably and, and for the exact same reasons, but I will, and I'm sure you will too. Like, um, I actually do want to watch it again because I have to give it a fair shake, and I want to. There's some there's some things in there without like I said without going scene by scene and and that whole alternate dimension thing. There's some there's some breakdowns that I want to get right in my head first. Like why is why sure. are they stuck in this alternate dimension? Are they dead? Did as soon as they hit Silent Hill are they dead? And now that's why they can't exist in the real world again. Um, you know what I mean? So there's there's certain things I want to see again. I I do want to research it now. I want to see what the game is about. And that, maybe not play it, but kind of research it a little bit because i think there is a sequel to it and a couple movies i'm not sure but um yeah i think there's a whole bunch of them actually yeah so it's like one of I those think things they all they, they turn terrible they turn into like krampus movies <laughs> just more pyramid head because again they created a character pyramid head krampus why does the demon have a uh, apron on with blood on it like why does he care if he gets blood on his you know i don't know anyway so. don't know. maybe he's a fan of leatherface <laughs> maybe Maybe yeah, he's like one pair of pants and I'm not going to ruin it again. So I have this big pyramid on my head and I'm, you know, but anyway. Why is this head a pyramid? <laughs> Why is this head a pyramid? I, I, um, I heard that that was actually like a torture device. Oh, really? Yeah. It was some sort of torture device. I don't know what goes on inside of it or something like that, but it could be like well, it a torture demon. It didn't work very demon. well. He's no. Still, he's still going. He's buff as shit too. But, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> I do want to see it again though. I do. Um. Uh, I want to see it, and I and I want to kind of like kind of get into it and have the the right mindset, you know. Yeah, it it might benefit from a rewatch. Mm -hmm. I probably will not rewatch it for a long time, but we'll yeah, see. yeah, sure. Depends if it comes up for something. Somebody's like, hey, right? You know, what's this movie all about? Well, that or somebody can explain it to me where I go, oh, I missed that. Like I kind of yeah. believe I missed the entire plot point. Let me go back and. <laughs> Revisit. Uh, you know, th the the worst thing was that I watched it on Crackle, I think. Oh. I don't know. One, one of those deals where 
you like they have a bunch of movies, but you gotta watch ads. Oh some god! Of them, some of them aren't as bad as other. Like like two B T V will play one ad usually right. for a movie. Fucking Crackle was playing an ad every like ten goddamn minutes. Oh gee, that can ruin and it. So in addition to it being two fucking plus hours long. <laughs> Then I got all these commercials, and there's even more commercials because it's like every ten minutes. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah, same yeah. goddamn commercial comes up every time. I'm like, I don't want to fucking buy this when you, you brought it up ten minutes ago. Goddamn it. Yeah, yeah. So you end up watching. It's almost a three-hour movie. Ugh, I know. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. It was even worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like shit, I should have just rented it. <laughs> yeah, I just rented Amazon Prime. It was like ninety-nine cents or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. All right. Well, still. Not even the worst movie out of all 30 of these. So. Right, right. But we're going to take our break here, and then we'll come back and wrap it up with the last three movies of the set of 30 and kind of talk a little bit about sort of recapping all 30 of them as well. So we'll be right back. back 
and we are going to talk about our next movie, which is my pick for a movie I had previously seen. Mm-hmm. I had chosen the movie Your Next, which is from 2011, directed by Adam Wingard, written by Simon Barrett. And the two of them work together on a lot of stuff. It's a, one of those writer-director combos Right. you see working together a lot. The synopsis reads, When the Davison family comes under attack during their wedding anniversary getaway, the gang of mysterious killers soon learns that one of the victims harbors a secret talent for fighting back. Right. So, this movie... I, I chose this one for this because it's something that I knew was was one that I really am I'm quite fond of. I, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other than going through kind of the the fate of each person or whatever it's not that you know it's, it's not a very complicated story there's there's not a lot to really pick apart besides just the actual actions of each person so right I, f- I feel like you know this is a good one for this format where we can just kind of be like oh yeah that's cool that's di- you know whatever sure, and, sure. <laughs> and let people just see the action if they've never actually seen it or yeah 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 or just kind of relive what our feeling is about it if they have seen it i think a lot of people have definitely seen this one it seems like a pretty popular movie yeah. So you said that you had actually seen this one before too, right? No, that's my first watch. Oh, you hadn't seen this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm one of those very few that uh, <laughs> that uh, didn't watch it. Sure, sure. So yeah, I mean, this one is one that I had caught kind of early on in getting back into horror, mm-hmm. and had heard one of the first podcasts that I had kind of started listening to is uh, the show. There's actually still going. And I still listen to them. It's called the Horrible Podcast. Horror oh, right? Nice podcast. Nice, nice name. Yeah. And it's it's like four dudes, and they they all live together and get together and do it kind of like you do with uh, mm-hmm. like Digest. Yeah. But they actually watch a lot of the movies together, and they're younger guys, and they have like viewing parties and shit all the time. Cool, cool. So they are huge fans of this movie and had talked it up a, a, quite a bit, and was like, "Oh man, I gotta check this out." And yeah, it, I mean, I I watched it. Once loved it, uh, found it again, watched it, bought mm-hmm. a copy of it, watched it a bunch more times <laughs> over the past few years. Yeah. So something that I had fell in love with early on when I was kind of discovering what modern horror yes is or or can be or whatever, and and you know obviously this is just kind of one small subset in the home invasion yeah genre, sure. but mm-hmm. uh, you know it's just something that really stuck with me. So how did you find this on your first watch? Um, okay, so yeah, the one of the main reasons why I, I kind of like it's not that I avoided this these type of movies is that I don't forcibly seek them out. The home invasion kind of horror, you know, sure. uh, be, you know, because we've talked about this before. Like my thing is I like monsters, right? I like more of that uh, different, you know, fantasy kind of stuff. When it gets real, then it gets a little bit kind of too depressing. But sure, um, so. I went into this movie because I knew what it was as far as like a home invasion and stuff. Um, but but for God's sake, dude, this shockingly is a great twist to that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like I was I, I found myself today talking about it uh, to somebody who was like, dude, and this happened and this happened. and <laughs> This was going on. And it's just sure, like, you sure. know, it had a, a great premise. Um, you know, remember how I always said before, it's like, you know, I. Sometimes when you have a group of like three or four people, I have a hard time believing that all of them are sadistic murderers. 
Okay. Uh, right. Without motivation, just for the sake of doing things. Um, and like I said, I don't know how far you want to get into like the spoiler content of of the film, but th- I, I think I think we can be pretty safe on spoiling whatever. Okay. In this. I mean, it's from 2011. Yeah. So I guess if anybody doesn't want to know, you could skip ahead 15 minutes and we'll be done talking about the, yeah. the, the plot of the movie. So yeah, definitely. Because I, I think the twist of the movie makes the movie. Of course it does it. That's, that's the point of the twist, right? The point of the, uh, the motive sure. behind these, these killings. And um, I found myself mm-hmm. like, it, first off, it was, I thought well-directed or well-acted, uh, it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't like mm-hmm. I believed. I believed this family was a family. I really did. Like I, I was, I was right. buying into it. You know, of uh, they were celebrating the parents' anniversary, and then they come under attack. And then uh, having, you know, like I said, the the Australian girl who was the new girlfriend of the guy of one of the brothers, fighting back at the way she did because she grew up on a survivalist camp, um, right. made a lot of sense. But also the motive behind it. These were two brothers that hired some murderers that come in kill the entire family they collect the insurance money and be rich that was the premise of the movie you know yeah, the, it, the inheritance because they're the family's loaded so they could get their inheritance right away correct yeah what up like that is jacked up right that is you know it's one of those things and 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 all through the the movie i'm thinking like why is it a little because it was like the, the youngest brother and i guess the two of the brothers were in cahoots right. but i was wondering one of them ran off okay so you don't know what he's doing and the other one was kind of like being a pussy through the whole thing like letting a girl do everything not helping out uh i'm gonna check right. on this and doing and then i'm sitting there in the back of my mind go something's up with that dude and not knowing that of any of the the the, the plot you know of the of sure the sure murderers and then being like hired yet. like half halfway through they kind of reveal it right so yeah yeah so and that and that just was like okay because in the beginning of the film you know uh, the neighbors are killed, and right. it writes on the blood on the wall, "You're next" and stuff. They were setting up this, this, uh, I guess, like home invasion thing at the neighbors, and it was just their turn again. The whole for the insurance purposes and stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. the fact that they got theirs at the end by the one girlfriend, the Australian chick, mm-hmm. was amazing. Like, yes, I, I, I was really, I was really entertained by this movie. I really was. It wasn't like depressing sure, sure. as I thought. Like, you know, like. Um, uh, strangers pray at night or strangers that kind of stuff where it's mm-hmm. just like mindless killing sometimes it gets a little depressing right that kind of stuff where there's no motivation and you're trying to think like, yeah geez oh, you know but you know well and that that was the thing with so like this movie being one of the first ones i saw mm-hmm. getting back into stuff i was under the mindset of you know i really like home invasion movies this mm-hmm. is a this is a cool idea I like yeah 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 the the feeling of this and the way everything is sort of natural and and effective and and what I think I've found is that I don't really like many other home invasion movies. I, the, <laughs> right. I just like this one a lot. A hundred percent. Which I, the, like there's just something about this one that really stands out and separates itself from so many of the other ones. And I think it's because as unbelievable as it is that you just so happen to you know have kidnapped the wrong girl basically right which you know we've seen that done in a bunch of other movies as well yeah yeah as as you know ridiculous as that plot is it still makes for an awesome story in the end because you have this situation where it's these trained people but also they kind of fucked with the wrong person right and so now they're fighting a trained person as well who has certain advantages over them so yeah so yeah it becomes sort of cool which i think most home invasion movies you don't just happen to accidentally be with somebody who's trained and can kill all these people so. <laughs> yeah but yeah okay so 
I want to go off on one one tidbit thing, and I kind of premised this to okay. you a little bit earlier. Now, throughout the film, like the the kills that were going on, you you really felt them, and they were really natural to me, as far as like, um, right? You know, yes, the guy was spearing people through with a crossbow in the living room, but they, you know, the girl killed one of the killers because he came in and she beat the shit out of him over with a meat cleaver or a um, right a meat <laughs> yeah. tenderizer. But it was natural; it was all natural. Like it was just reflexes. Right. It was just whatever. Um, the one thing like throughout the entire film was the last two kills of the I mean the second to the last kills of the movie um, when he when she went after the younger brother and his girlfriend Z uh, okay that fight in the kitchen I guess or the the mm-hmm. pantry or whatever and she took the blender and pl- as she was being strangled got the, the blender plugged it in flipped it upside down and blended his head you know what I, mean? right. I felt sometimes I felt that was a little to you know going that um, very far-fetched kind of kind of stuff and i don't know why the like the movie all the kills were so perfect and natural and then this one was uh gimmicky okay yeah i guess maybe because it was like at the end or just <laughs> yeah. she had no other it was just there i guess I yeah don't know. <laughs> it's just i you mean know, it was a, yeah. a a weapon of opportunity well more sure. than anything yeah like i said you you put yourself you always put yourself in those shoes right when uh right especially like when the first guy comes in with the bunny mask and she beats the shit out of him it's like a reactionary thing it wasn't yeah. gimmicky it was actually like you know fighting back and it felt it felt more natural it felt more real uh right but, well because she yeah. she picked up the blender to fight him off and smashed yeah. it on his head yeah and, and then the- i guess just because she still was like oh it's there and so she just picked it up to like stab him in the head with it and then thought hey i should actually plug this in now and turn it on yeah i mean so. it was just it was just kind of like li- a little I, bit. I like that it escalated to <laughs> having that it's it's like the ultimate catharsis like you you kill you kill you kill and then you get to like the biggest asshole of them all and he gets it the worst kind of thing of course and and i did like that part of it like that but then it kind of yeah. scaled back because then after that she kills the sister or the the brother's girlfriend mm-hmm. and then ends up killing her boyfriend too but that was in on it yeah but yeah, so you had kind of that peak kill, and then you just had two other stab kills. But obviously, the the last last kill when she kills her boyfriend was in on it, and she was right. like not having his his uh, bullshit about how she was doing it all for the money or whatever. He was doing so. it, yeah. She's like, but you know, don't you think that I was gonna get killed too? He's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You the part of the plan was you were supposed to survive and be the witness right, of right. of all this stuff, and she's just not having it. Just slit his throat. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, other than like I said that. To me, a little bit more gimmicky, a little more forced kill. Which again, I think you're right when it's when it comes to, like the worst guy should get mm-hmm. the most brutal death. Um, right. In that in that case, yeah, it, it worked. Um, but but damn, dude, it was a ride. It was a roller coaster ride that I liked, and uh, I felt kind of bad when the terror started because I wanted to see what was going on in the family because there was some tension, there was some things going mm-hmm. on. It, I just kind of felt into that little bit of a a drama mode <laughs> where I'm like, I want to see a uh, I was starting to see a family drama unfold, and then you know the the dart started flying, so to speak. And then I know <laughs> I was like, ah, shit, here we go. But no, it, it quickly got me um, enjoying the film. I was I was entertained by the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and it's 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 so well put together and edited and shot. Yeah, and all the the music is great in it. It has kind of a very authentic type of uh, old school score to it. Yes, and it you know has great uh, just just film and camera work where it's you're basically all through the movie inside of this house but Mm -hmm. they take you through everything go through all the hallways and all the rooms and and they they fill the space in to where everything is so it's it's you know establishing shots throughout the movie of showing all these different spaces so then you're not totally lost as far as 
they even show from the outside like how big this fucking house is and stuff. Right. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, I I love the creativity of it where they use this kind of simple idea of the you know, I keep calling it kidnapped the the wrong girl, but you know, that's the thing that we've seen done a bunch of times. Like, right. oh, we kidnapped this girl and then the girl turns out to be some <laughs> a demon or a monster or a werewolf <laughs> yeah, or yeah. a ninja right. or something. So <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it's something like that that we've we've seen done before, but the, sure. the creativity of this, the way that she kills these people and the way that the other kills take place throughout the movie is is you know you have the the piano wire thing where the girl runs into it and cuts <laughs> right. her throat you have the the guys killing the people with the crossbows and the machetes and right. the axes and shit so yeah we have a little friday the 13th tribute where they throw the body through the window that's right yep <laughs> They're like we killed her here you go yeah <laughs> that's a surprise oh yeah that was cool like and even like the like the the girlfriend that was the survivalist right she she just mm-hmm. knew she knew enough to understand what was going on and and to kind of survive. Like she said, she knew uh, when the guy got you know, the the crossbow in the back. She's like, "Don't pull it out. Put pressure on it." It was just enough for believability. It wasn't like this over the top right. where you know. Besides, she she MacGyvered one trap, but it wasn't like I'm gonna you know go ahead and, and stalk and and threaten all these people. She just knew enough that it was believable. Right. Well, yeah. and everything was simple. It was a lot of just. Right. You know, she would just hide around the corner and wait for these idiots to stick their head in and fucking stab them. I so, loved it. Or, I, or, or I, bash their head. It was all very simple and practical and yeah, the kind of stuff that you would believe that somebody who was a survivalist would just quickly switch into that mode of, yeah. okay, they're going to probably come in here looking for me <laughs> and they're not going to expect that I'm waiting right around the corner and then bam, you're dead. Well, that's the, my favorite, my favorite scene wasn't even a kill scene. It was, she was on one side of a curtain and the killer was coming on the other side. And this is the jump scare moment where he pulled, you know, that like any killer in every other movie will pull back the curtain and scare everybody. But he, when he pulled mm-hmm. it back, she just throat punched him right there. And I was yeah. like, oh fuck. And then ran. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It was like perfect. She is badass. Yeah. And it's, uh, I believe, one time I actually described this as Catharsis the movie. <laughs> that's true. Oh, my God, that's funny. Uh, it fits so good. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because you, you see this girl just quickly go from, you know, and that's, I guess, if anything, you could say was kind of weird is if they were really supposed to not kill her, why were they, like, shooting arrows at her? Right. And trying to kill her throughout the movie. So if they would have killed her, would he have not? paid them but like dude you killed my girlfriend the fuck? right yeah i think it was just an excuse he gave her at the end for being pissed yeah. off yeah so that was a little bit weird I, I always kind of wonder did he really actually want her to get killed or because yeah. they were really fucking trying to kill her that's for sure yeah so i'm saying yeah i mean he, there was no mistake about it <laughs> they could have just killed everyone else and then just like ran away she wasn't going to chase him right <laughs> yeah no kidding but yeah so i think you know she just quickly goes from being hunted to being the hunter almost so. love it i love it because then it's not a mean-spirited movie then you know what i mean no no and that's what i, I that's why i was like I, I like to uh tell people sometimes go hey this, this movie it's a home invasion movie but you gotta you gotta watch it you just trust me mm-hmm. you gotta watch it. you'll you'll enjoy it right. it's, you're rooting for you know it's like you're rooting for the bad guys to get theirs and they do the get theirs you know and um mm-hmm. because of it's because otherwise it's just a mean-spirited um, you know stuff for the sure, for yeah, sadistic yeah. purposes you know right so i will just kind of throw my rating out here and this is uh, based on the rewatchability the entertainment my mm-hmm. my you know coming back to this movie over and over again and still enjoying the creativity of it i am going to give this one a nine and a half out of well, ten that's huge that's huge 
Yeah, well, it, it's it's one that I at one point before I had seen this, but when I when I really was like kind of starting to build up a, a top ten list, right? I was I was flirting with this being like a top ten movie, right? And it's since knocked it back down from that point, but. And this is, I'm not trying to say like this movie is perfect or anything, but right. it's just something that is special to me and that I really have found repeat enjoyment. Like even just this past time rewatching it, I've yeah. probably watched it six or eight times or something <laughs> in the <laughs> nice. past few years. Nice. And I was still thoroughly enjoying watching it this, yeah. this past time. So. Yeah, cool, man. Um, it, it, Because it's my first time watch, you know, and um, like I said, I, I, I uh, like it begin and I like for reasons I just said about being a non sadistic movie for you know violence for the sake of it it had actually had a purpose mm-hmm. to it you know and uh so I, I gave it an eight and a half um nice and i i suspect it will go higher because again watching it again i think there's a part two i think there's a year next too i'm not sure uh no there, oh there, there isn't is no oh, okay. To this, no. okay well I, um begin that, that makes even more sense you know standalone like that it, it makes it even better for myself you know for me because i thought there sure. was a two thinking like well how how are they gonna do that but yeah cool man um i just like that sometimes it it's oh it's almost like even though everybody died or almost everybody died it's almost a feel-good movie right like the right people lived at the end of the movie um yeah yeah <laughs> and it's um it's it's uh enjoyable on that level mm-hmm. and it's something that i i think you can get a little bit more from when you when you know what the twist and everything is yes and then you watch it again then you kind of pull more out of it going okay well i know this guy and so right from the very beginning you start picking up the little little bits of, right. of, of information here and there you know so yeah 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 like hey the the moral of the story is uh money you know it will end up you know your only family members will kill you over it right Sure. Yeah. Well, and that's I think a, a cool thing to know. You know, with these movies that have big twists, kind of like you know our, our next movie is uh, a guy who's famously known for his big twists. Yes. But when you when you know that stuff, and then you go back and watch it a second time, knowing what the twist is, then mm-hmm. it it makes a cool second viewing where you can grab that information that you may not have yeah known or maybe you were suspicious of or something. But yep. Yep. I think it's it's kind of a clever thing that if you can pull that off, you buy yourself repeat viewings of movies. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, and with that, why don't we talk about our next movie, which is one that you brought to yes. the show. Yeah, so I picked a movie that I have seen and liked, and liked a lot, actually, um, which was 2011's... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Let me, let me pull up the right movie here. Um, it is 2015's The Visit. By M. Night Shyamalan. And um, the premise is two siblings become increasingly frightened by their grandparents' disturbing behavior while visiting them on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm a fan of his his work, M. Night. I, I, I don't think, like a lot of people think this was his comeback movie. Not uh, this and Split, like was his comeback movies, right? So sure. I I never, I, I mean, personally, me, this is my, like I said, personally, I'm speaking here. Uh, I don't ever think he lost it. Like even... Um, the tree movie that he did, uh, The Happening. I, I enjoyed all his movies, and a lot of them okay. are like the only complaint I have about his movies are they're a glorified uh, Twilight Zone episode because, like, you, like we've just mentioned, the twists at the end. There's always something that you're looking for. So the whole thing you're looking for, this whole hour and a half movie, is that last ten minutes. What is the twist? What is the the sure, big yeah. reveal? You know, and that's the only fault that he has is sometimes. 
the build-up is just too cinematic with the slow camera shots, the long pausing, the, the, just to get to that thing. But I think it works myself. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and this one is uh, s- stepping out of his, his usual lane and yeah. doing something different because it's it's kind of made in a pseudo-found footage mm-hmm. type of movie. Yes, yes. Uh, similar to... It's, it's not fully just bad handheld cameras. It's like a higher quality thing, kind of like Living Among Us, where it's right. some some hidden camera stuff. It's some handheld camera stuff. There's some like tripod camera stuff. So yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's all supposed to be shot by the the actors of the movie. Yeah, the are, boy are supposed to be the camera operators. Yeah, exactly. It's exa- exactly. He's he's just he. I guess he's just filming his vacation with his grandparents. He films everything and um, well it was the girl the girl was the one that was doing all the filming because she's was making a documentary about gotcha. the mom reconnecting with the grandparents or something yes yes that, that's exactly what it was okay so yeah the um that's what it was which they were sent to again they had a, an estranged i guess their mom had an estranged relationship with their parents and mm-hmm. get rekindling i guess their the relationship whatever the she's sending her grandkids or her her kids over there to get to know the grandparents and and whatnot and, and throughout the film there were certain things like you know the, of course you know the grandparents are acting weird and they're just kind of like out there and every time they they would relay that message to their mom she's like well you know they're 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 old or maybe you know just kind of making excuses right just kind of like mm-hmm. um you know it's okay they're fine but didn't you know like grandma sleepwalks or whatever and no really alarming bells it's just like you know okay she's she's been away from them for a while so uh all this behavior it seems a little strange but it's funny like because the kids never met their grandparents that's important they've never seen them they don't know who they look like they just right know what they were dropped off to and uh yeah and we should i guess warn people that will probably give away what the actual twist of this movie is yes so yes just in order to properly talk about it so again if you don't want to know what the ending twist of the movie is. If <laughs> yeah. you haven't seen it, you can skip ahead like 15 minutes and we'll be past this movie. Yeah, 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 perfect. So, and uh, this was, is definitely a creepy movie. Like, with the grandparents' behavior as they're mm-hmm. filming and stuff, like the hide-and-seek and, like, the whole... Um, well, and it, it escalates, you know. It starts yeah, out absolutely. as, like, a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, and they just kind of get weirder and weirder. You know, it starts with, like, the grandma's just sick and she's walking around at nighttime, but yeah. then she's like naked and she's throwing up and she's carrying a knife and she's doing other fucked up shit and the the grandpa is like shitting his pants yeah. and saving all of his diapers in the I shed. I felt really and- bad. Like you really feel bad some you know at points uh you know like so yeah the grandpa the grandpa doesn't have any bowel control and, and he goes to the shack and it's just full of shit. <laughs> it's just Yeah, he's horrible. got all these diapers that he shit in that he's saving. <laughs> oh Something, man. Yeah. So there's a lot of weirdness from them that they keep coming across and it gets weirder and weirder and yeah a little bit more intrusive Mm -hmm. ramps up and and, ramps up like you said yeah and uh yeah and like i guess i guess um to kind of like you know for the sake of time and jump it forward you know it turns out that uh these two inhabitants of the the two the ones that are playing the grandparents are i guess they're escape mental patients that killed the real grandparents right because their grandparents were volunteers at the mental hospital yes where they would go and and I don't know, help out or talk to people or whatever. Yeah, they were like therapists. Something that they were, they were a volunteer work of some kind that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And the people knew them because of that. And so that's how they kind of knew about the kids because they would they had told them stories about their grandkids or something were mm-hmm. coming. And yeah. 
So they came and invaded their home and killed the grandparents. And the most frightening part of it was the reveal, was the was the reveal of the twist when the mom was on the phone, or, you know, like uh, that video call. And uh, right. so that's not your that's not your grandparents. Get out of there now. And then everything I know. everything goes like, in panic mode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then everything goes into panic mode after that, you know, and then, uh, right. Of course, you know, again, whenever you have a movie where there's a scene that you're like, oh my God, that was horrible. That was disgusting. Right. You have mm-hmm. to, you have to kind of like give props to you know, the director and stuff, but, uh, you know, they kept setting it up with the, the grapple kept shitting his pants and shit his pants and he had the diaper. Well, the scene we're talking about is he threw the diaper in the kid's face. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God! Because the kid, because the kid suffered from a nervous condition where he would become catatonic or like like fro. He would freeze when he was nervous, right? right? Like uh, um, in any kind of dangerous situation. So when he was being confronted by the now uh, escape patient or the mental patients or whatever, uh, he froze and they were trying mm-hmm. to questioning him. And of course, you know, the grandpa took the shitty diaper and shoved it in his face, and then the, and then he fought back and. It was great. Like that whole buildup was awesome. I, I very yeah, emotional yeah, the, movie. Yeah, the way that it that it um, kind of climaxed there after through that scene and after was definitely awesome. Yeah, and I I found myself not really you know not hating it through mm-hmm. the parts leading up to it because it is it's it's not necessarily slow because there's a lot that goes on, but sure. it's not. It's it's a slow build up with little pieces and little pieces and little pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. of the crazy kind of building up, but it's entertaining enough that I was really kind of interested. And and even though I don't really like that they made the kid like this wannabe rapper was kind of <laughs> stupid, but yeah. I, I liked the kid despite that part. I, I know. Just kept trying to forget about the rapping stuff. I know. Really, very, very cringy. At least they didn't make him talk like a wigger too. That yeah. Been annoying. Yeah. It was like every. Yeah. Every, it was very cringy. Those kind of those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, that was one, two, three, four, flow. What? What? Hey, yo, I may be white, but inside my soul is black as night, and I don't want to fight. I, right? I'd rather go fly a kite or go on a low-car dike. That means no more pasta. Y'all rappers is too slow, and I'm kind of faster. Hey, young Dre, you got cornrows in your hair. You got cornrows down there. I gotta watch. It's a sweetie, and when my mother does my clothes, again I'm clean. She uses bleach. Yeah. I liked the characters. I liked the uh, the, the build up. I liked the the way that it all came to a climax was yeah. fucking just super cool. Yep. Yep. And it, you know that that whole thing you're talking about where he freezes up and then he snaps out of it and yeah, he's doing the the football talk to psych himself up. Yes. And he ends up just like destroying the grandpa and slamming <laughs> him into the stove and, <laughs> and smashing his head with the refrigerator door over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and that all, was definitely awesome. Exactly. It was just like I said. Uh, you felt you felt for these kids what they went through that 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 trauma, you know. And uh, um, I actually I actually like the ramp up on it, like the whole build up where, like I said, when they were playing mm-hmm. hide and seek, and all of a sudden the grandmother is like they were underneath like the the shed, not playing like hide under and the seek. porch. Yeah, it was like uh, uh, was an a crawl elevated. space, and uh, they were just scooting around. Yeah, exactly. And the grandma was playing hide and seek. They weren't. They were like freaking out, and she was like making noises and like you know chatter noises and like you know chasing them mm. and stuff it was that whole thing and then it comes out because she was just playing around you know and she would make them feel at home again you know like yeah uh, yeah it was it was very entertaining to say the least oh yeah yeah no i 
I definitely enjoyed this one, and I have not seen that many of his movies, and I actually have to go back mm. and see some of the other... I know I had seen stuff like The Sixth Sense, and mm-hmm. um, what's the one that's connected to Split? Spoiler alert. Unbreakable? Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And um, I had seen Split and a couple of things, but not the not the fappening one. Yeah. The one about people jerking off trees. <laughs> and... Um, Perfectly normal. Know, some, perfectly some of the other healthy. ones I haven't seen, but yeah. But Lady uh, in the Water no, this, is the this one was cool. that was my favorite. Yeah, I think that's the one everyone says that they hate. Well, that and the fapping. Yeah, I, I don't know the, why they hate the Lady sapping. in the Water. The sapping. So what happens when you jerk off trees? <laughs> they should sap. They should be thankful and they shouldn't kill you. <laughs> right. It's just a release. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Um, Try to help you out, tree. Yeah. See, I I like like the Lady in the Water because it is a very very slow. It's a very slow build up and stuff, but I liked it. It's just the I don't know. It was mm-hmm. I just liked it. Um people didn't right. like the village. I like the vill I like all his movies. I, again, um sometimes the twists are just oh come on. Sure, I sure. want this to be a rampaging monster. So, yeah, I did too, but at the same well, time I, Yeah. I don't know all of his movies, but I wanna say this is the only one that has no supernatural right element to it. Because this yeah. is all just completely hundred percent real. Yeah. Well not real, but it's, it's not like, like they're not superpowered. They're not aliens. They're right. not possessed. They're not a fucking demon or anything. Like it's, <laughs> right, right. It's just crazy people. Yep, exactly. And it worked. So, to me, it worked. Yeah, it was, it's cool. Yeah. And yeah. It, it it is a step outside of his traditional yes. cinematic value where he did this kind of lower production value type of movie, which yep. is cool. Yep. That he did it so successfully, I think, too. Yep. No, uh, it was... No, I, I, I dug this one quite a bit. I think it's it's cool. It's, it's definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. And it's again, it's another one that a lot is is packed into this hour and a half that this movie is. Yes. You know, it's yes, it goes through a lot of phases. It builds these kids up. It gives you kind of a feel of who they are. It gives you a feel of their past. They talk about like, you know, the dad is gone and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the mom is kind of this way and the son is this way and the daughter's this way. And so they, they build a lot of cool shit up. And then there is a little bit of a backstory with the mom and the, the actual grandparents and right. stuff that they get into at the very very end of the movie where they talk some more about that kind of stuff so yeah yeah so there is some emotional gravitas if you will yeah as well. and the fear of having your kids be in a house where you think for days now you think that they're with your parents and they're not and you're and then you oh, sure shit, yeah they killed your parents and who are these people that's like i said the reveal yeah. was like shocking i get goosebumps with the, of that whole mm-hmm. reveal of get out of the house now yeah yeah good stuff man absolutely uh so that being said, what did I read this one? Why don't you go first? I sure. have my reading up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, no problem. So I have mine at a seven and a half. Um, okay. And and just because I like I said, it's it's one of those enjoyable everything that we just said. Um, I do want to mm-hmm. revisit it, and like I guess I don't. I just like his stuff. I like M Night Shyamalan's stuff. He does good stuff. I don't, you know, I, I think it's his breakout or his comeback movie. I think he never left. You know, so mm-hmm. um, it's just you know. You just put it on a shelf with all his movies. And you're like, oh my god! Every single one of these, you could talk about what these twists that just kind of make you, you know, get emotionally invested into the film. And that's what I did. I got emotionally invested right. in this in this film. And um, again, some kind of gutsy stuff, like you said, with the handhelds or the found footage and the, you know, the the uh, use of of shit, I guess, <laughs> you know, as a tool. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was something like you know. Don't we really think the last thing that he would put in his movies? But it really was a tool, and it was a it was like a plot device going through. And 
<laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, disgusting. You got but, naked old ladies and yeah, naked old ladies and and guys that and old men that shit themselves and save their diapers in a shack. You felt bad, like I felt sorry because of the illness. It was you know they were getting old and losing their mind and stuff, and you just felt bad for it. But at the same time, it was utterly disgusting. So yeah, it was like seven looking into my future. <laughs> Oh Someday shit! <laughs> Marissa will be walking around the house naked while I'm hiding my shitty diapers in the shed. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I hope not. Yeah. I hope some kid slams my head in the refrigerator yeah, before no kidding. that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I gave this one a seven and a half as well. Uh, the one, the one thing that I do think is that I actually knew what the twist was before I had seen this. Oh, you from, did? Oh, so. Well, so I listened to somebody else review the the movie and and spoil it. Ah, uh, you didn't fast forward, see? No, no. Well, the, <laughs> the thing is, I I did it on purpose oh, because okay. the thing to me is that every one of his movies has been, you know, oh, they're a ghost, they're an alien, right. they're whatever. Right. And I was like, if it's just another one of those where I'm gonna watch an hour and a half of these kids being fucked with by these old people and they turn out to be like a ghost or something, then I'm just going to be pissed off. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I, I sort of wanted to know what the twist was to see if it was worth seeing. Right. And then I, I knew what it was. I still never got around to seeing it. And then when it came up on this, I'm like, oh, cool, because I had kind of wanted to see it. Cool. And I do think that if I didn't know, mm. I might have maybe been even a half a point higher. Mm. Okay. But it, it was just kind of – it was cool because – I was able to do that thing of of picking out the the twist elements ahead of time right. because I knew what it was. So it was like I was having almost a second watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first time, so yeah, so you could pick up those early warning signs. Or yeah, yeah right, uh, absolutely. I do think I would have, and I would have probably had an, an eight point score if I watched mm. it without knowing that, and then was like surprised by the fact that that happened. Right, but, you know, I was I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. Because if they end up being ghosts, I would have been pissed too. You know, that's just that, that's an easy cop out. Right. Well, I I just know that all of his movies have been supernatural. Yeah. And assumed that it had to be something to do with you know not just crazy people. And then I was like, oh, it's crazy people, so maybe that's actually kind of cool. Right. Right. But now I know that it's only crazy people. So damn. <laughs> so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I I will listen to a lot of mo- movie reviews that will spoil stuff just because oh, sure. if i'm kind of on the fence about something yeah i'm like well i'd rather just know if i'm going to hate it or not <laughs> so i don't bother yeah yeah it. i'm only protected of spoilers when it comes to star wars honestly like anything else like yes if i hear a yeah, spoiler yeah. i'm like ah that's fine i still want to see that i'm still gonna see it and oh, you yeah, know yeah. it's almost like there's not a lot of horror movies that can get me to to kind of like have the oh shit moments where it's like i gotta write a thesis on it you know Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So we were both at the same yeah. tier on that one. All right. Well, since I fucked up the order here, <laughs> I am going to let you introduce the last one since I know that it's also yes. sort of a personal favorite of yours. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. So 1988's Night of the Demons, which is a classic when it comes to Halloween and horror movies, right? Um, mm-hmm. Teen teenagers, or ten, sorry, ten, I already screwed that up. Ten teenagers <laughs> party at an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night. When an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. So, r- the first thing I'm going to say about this movie, and this is why I like this during Halloween time, okay? 
is mm-hmm. not not the 80s nostalgia, which it, it does help, okay? But the this this movie as being a Halloween movie had actually like true, you know, I guess um, true Halloween lore padded into this movie. It wasn't identical, but it was the whole premise of you you know evil spirits can uh, you know uh, wander on Halloween on on all Hall- you know on the 31st which was the mm-hmm. ga- the gateway between the living and dead and the two evil spirits can walk around so it was like if you have Halloween movies and like you know it's, it's not about trick-or-treating or the modern Halloween stuff that we celebrate today which all derives back but but this had a little bit of that uh old lore of how Halloween started you know in um in Ireland I think it was so mm-hmm I appreciated that. I think I liked that a lot better. And even as a kid or, you know, a teenager watching this movie, I, I always had a fascination of um, what what the holiday is, what Halloween was, you know. Right. And how it changed yes, yeah, into yeah. today was. So, like, having this movie have a little bit of that where, yeah, these teenagers go to this uh, abandoned cemetery or mortuary was, uh, or sorry, funeral home, and they do a seance, you know, look into the mirror and if it turns black, it's going to show you who you were in your past life, you know, and uh, and they end up summoning demons, you know, which in turn just kind of wreck right. havoc. You have a a typical ninth and typical '80s sardine can movie of monsters killing teenagers that are have, trying to have sex, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> and they they kind of slowly start to infect each other, yeah. and uh, the they escalate their weird behavior and stuff. Yeah, I always like in these kind of movies when. The, the the transition period is starting when they're just kind of like starting to act weird. Yeah. But they're not fully turned into a monster yet. Oh and, oh yeah 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 yeah. And and this movie really like is is heavy on that where because everyone's just trying to fuck. So it's <laughs> <laughs> it's just I know. <laughs> like oh uh, look at I'm I'm drawing with lipstick all around my tits and all over my face and uh-huh. whatever and he's like well. I mean, we can still fuck, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Like, he's, he's not weirded out about it. Bi- or even with with Angela, she's she's turning and she's all weird, and the mm-hmm. guy's like, oh, "Okay, well, let's you know, let's dance, and I'm gonna try and grab you and yeah, whatever." Yeah. And Angela, he ends up getting Jack too. So <laughs> yeah, Angela is still my my dream woman. Um, yeah, I don't care uh, before and after. Before she's a demon mm-hmm. and after she's a demon, I don't care. But no, um, mm-hmm. you know that's the whole thing. It's it's you're acting kind of weird. Oh, you want to have sex? Oh, okay, maybe we could do it. Even when you when her face turns yeah. into a demon, it's like, can we can we continue? Because this is actually yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> when I'm almost finished. Almost finished. Almost, almost finished. finished. Oh, Lois, I have no idea if we're doing it or if that's just the back of your knee. But either way, it feels so good. Ow, Peter, you're on my arm. It hurts. Uh, oh. My chest hurts, too. Uh, oh, my God. Peter, I think I'm having a heart attack. Oh, uh, me too, sweetie. Me too. No, no, Peter, I'm really having a heart attack. Um, oh, my God. You serious? Oh, we should get you to the hospital. I, all right. Hold, hold on a sec. All right. I, I'm almost done. Almost done. Almost Peter! Done. Almost done. Almost done. Almost done. Almost done. Okay, let's go. It's so wrong, <laughs> but it's so funny, dude. Like, you know, it's it's just like this. that's what this movie does. It is it is a, uh, uh, the epitome of... Halloween, you know, of course, this is our Halloween pick, and this is it takes place on Halloween, and they they go to a Halloween party with everybody's dressed up. Um, yeah, one of, it's cool too. They they get all the stuff. They have it kind of set up. I mean, obviously, the it's one of these things where because it was a, a, a former funeral parlor, mm-hmm, the production mm-hmm. value of, of creepiness is already there. It's but just, yeah, yeah, they you know they have their little tables with their snacks and their <laughs> drinks and their their music and stuff that they're playing. Yeah, the aesthetics so of the it's film cool that way is perfect the lighting mm-hmm. the the whole eeriness of everything was awesome like i said this is a 
you know, the the typical sardine can movie where it's, you're running around and trying to survive. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I know you haven't seen Dead Alive yet, but this reminds me of a lot of Dead Alive, Night of the Demons and Dead Alive, because of that progressional monster where it was one person turns into a monster, infects another one, and they, you know, even if their head gets cut off or whatever, they come back as their head being cut off, chasing you. And the whole progression of the monsters as their friends are one by one being turned, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, chasing our heroes. And it, that's the how Dead Alive is. You know, that's exactly how that is, where it's, it just becomes out of control uh, disaster. Okay. You know, so that's it's like, uh, that's why I was like, Night of the Demons, hell yeah. Um, is it cheesy because it's low? But yeah, hell yeah, it's cheesy. But it's that 80s cheesy. It's that cheesy that you like. You know what I mean? Um, bad acting. Yeah, well, Hell it's, yeah, it's, it's like, bad acting. Like, well, right. It's like bad practical effects and bad characters. <laughs> yeah. But fits into that style for sure. I mean, kind of like the same thing with, with Satan's Little Helper, obviously mm-hmm. done in a much different time period, but where the, the bad acting and the over-the-top hamminess of the whole circumstance yeah. like lends itself to the Halloween season better because yes. everything is supposed to be weird and crazy and the rules don't apply because it's Halloween. Right, so. right, exactly, exactly. So I, I like that about it too, that it has that over the top and, and all these different cast of characters mm-hmm. like we see in a lot of these movies. You have the, you know, the preppy guy and the yep. the meathead guy <laughs> and you have the, the more like withdrawn guy and the, mm-hmm. the you know, mellow girl and the, the loose girl and, you know, so. Yeah, remember how we said um when we were watching... um. Uh, cabin fever, no, cab- yeah, cabin fever. Mm-hmm. Was it, yeah, cabin fever, where we said like, Jesus Christ, this group of kids, we didn't think they like they're all assholes, and like, why would they get along? You know what I mean? But and then you go to right. uh, Night of the Demons, you're like, well, yeah, these guys are all, they're still assholes and they're all different, but they click. You know, but everything clicks. Right. Like they, there's there's reasons why they're friends. You know, and um, or some of them are friends. You all know, have these little, you know, uh, groups that yeah, they have. Right, you know, right. but uh, I I, t- <laughs> I just thought like I said, you know. Uh, I remember watching this as a kid because there's a there's a lot of nudity in it, of course, um, uh-huh. you know, and just a lot of you know, teenage stuff that well, I wasn't ready to see, and I liked it, but uh, <laughs> you know, but good stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> it just I don't know, I don't, you know, it's like a, a demon head with a woman body doesn't it's it does doesn't deter me. Was <laughs> <laughs> that bad? Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, everyone's into something. I right, guess so. so. I mean, that doesn't deter me. I'm like. I could I could go with this for a little while, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think this one is definitely a lot of fun. It it you know it carries through all this. I, I like that it's a group of ten instead of yeah yeah. You know you mentioned Cabin Fever is a smaller group of people, mm-hmm. so I like that we have ten. So there's more body count yes. and, and more shit that could be done. It has some pretty awesome practical effects. Whether it yeah. is people turning into monsters and demons or just the the aftermath of kills and stuff you know where mm-hmm. the guy gets his arm bashed off in the coffin yeah. door and then you see the arm laying on the floor and shit it looks cool yeah the uh, the lip the lipstick push into the nipple yeah that's great of course is always a favorite yeah <laughs> i know it was, it was good stuff like even when uh um the girl at the end she's climbing the wall you know uh and all the mm-hmm. de- all the her friends that are turning demons are grabbing at her and you see every one of them their transitional things like the guy's got the stake through them the ones melted because he was on fire you still have angela there mm-hmm. it was it was just cool and uh yeah yeah uh, it's, a, it's an effects show for sure yeah the only thing like even back when i when i every time i watch it, i still think like the transition of their seance could have been a little bit more powerful um it was way too quick and like way too 
Uh, (laughs) Like, I I felt like, okay, yeah, the girl did get possessed, but I felt like it should have been... I I still, to this day, still feel it should be very more uh, hurt or powerful or or something should have happened to her where she turned in and disappeared and came back and haunted. But, yeah, but uh, other than that... And it was just like the, the... The wind like blew over her. And <laughs> that was it. She's a, a demon. She's a demon. I know. That's the only thing. But again, and and of course, the ending was kind of okay. You know, they got away because they hiked over the wall where they couldn't because of the water flow. And they mentioned that water, the demons can't uh, cross over water, uh, mm-hmm. flowing water. So like underneath the brick wall that they were trying to get over, you know, it was flowing water. So, but but again, it was all squashed by the you know being twelve oh one. Uh, that after Halloween, then that's when they disappeared. All the demons disappeared because they can only, right. you know, come into our world during Halloween. That, which is again, that's real lore. That's that's real uh, folklore. You know, of, yeah. of the hollow of the holiday, which a lot of um, movies don't get into. They don't even touch it. They just think like uh, it's about murder and you know and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like, well, you know, I like when they kind of give a little bit of a, a history lesson. Yeah. And then they should go to the next day when the people turn back from being demons. And they're like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, uh-huh. dude, you fucking, you fucking killed people yesterday. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't hate what's up me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I was possessed. Like, I don't care. Yeah, it was Halloween, dude. S- still, still not over it. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, too soon, man. <laughs> right? That's good. And then, of course, they <laughs> the had the, uh, the joke of the old man at the beginning. Um, you know, he was all, uh, the grumpy old guy at the very beginning, and the kids are kind of tormenting him and push him down he loses his groceries whatever and he gets the razor blade and the apples he's like i'll show you guys and and i mean didn't play out until the very end you know (laughs) right yeah i uh i like one of the things that make me laugh was the our our one excessively italian character in the movie (laughs) i think his name was was sal sal Uh uh-huh and he's like i'm getting out of here this place is a dump (laughs) i live in a nice place it's got slip covers on the furniture oh god i was like (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Oh, that's like Marissa's aunt." I'm, I'm telling it's and be me being uh, a half Italian. I know exactly who he was talking about. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So uh, <laughs> I was just like, "Whoa! I come from a nice place. We got slippers over our furniture." It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a dump like this. I'm yeah. getting out of here. Yeah, it was great. It was funny. Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, that, that was great. Like I said, that's back. You know, back in the day when. Um, Movies weren't afraid of the of the nudity thing, right? They weren't afraid of the language mm-hmm. barriers. Uh, you know, they just kind of showed it how it was. Uh, right. Oh, one of my favorites was like at the beginning when I forget the main girl's name, but when she's at her house and then it's just her brother is is fucking with her. <laughs> yeah. And her little brother was hilarious. I I loved that whole sequence with him. Yes. She's getting dressed and he's like spying on her. And he's like, oh, nice tits or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then I he's know. just like talking shit to her and to the mom, to the boyfriend, and yeah, he's like, "What are you dating my sister for?" It's because she's got big knockers. Yeah, right? exactly. What the hell? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, and you the know. mom made some candy, and he's like, "Mom, no one wants to eat it. It looks like dried cat turds yeah. or something." <laughs> she was all bummed. <laughs> that kid was great. Yeah, he was. He was just talking a lot of shit. He was, man. I th- those are the those type of uh, like I said in, in uh in the movie The Fun House is the same kind of thing where the brother does the mock the mock um Halloween thing. The you know how Mike in the Halloween Michael Myers kills his sister in the bathtub, mm-hmm. but in in Halloween it's a mock thing. You know he has his sister in the shower and she turns around, you know, bare chested and chases him out of the room and doesn't care. It's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like I would have never dreamed of doing that. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we wrap this one up here and then we can talk a little bit cool. about the uh, the whole 
the big picture here. Cool, cool. Uh, I mean, I know we've already kind of said our feelings about this. I, I have to admit, I watched this one once a year ago when we were getting ready to do our our Halloween thing that we did mm-hmm. for Raw Live and Unedited before we started our show. Yeah. Trying to decide if I wanted to put it on my recommendation list. And it was like a little bit too much for me. And it was it was kind of during that period where I was struggling with a lot of the horror oh, comedy sure. stuff. And yeah, yeah. Wanted stuff that was a little more real. But I don't know. Somehow I still liked Satan's Little Helper, but that right. was nostalgia. <laughs> right, yeah. Because <laughs> that made my list. But uh, I, I struggled with it a little bit the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. And then I went back into it expecting that I was going to like it more. And I definitely liked it quite a bit more. And so I came up to a seven and a half on this one. Oh, nice, dude. Nice. Something that I, I really enjoy. It's definitely got a lot of problems and there's oh, yeah. you know some a lot of clunky characters and stuff, but something that I could see watching repeatedly for a Halloween movie. Yeah, especially if it's on TV. Um it was it's just one of those movies, like I said, if it's on if it's on TV, which is eh, occasionally it is, you know, uh highly mm-hmm. edited of course, but uh um sometimes with these type of movies, I, I forgive it a lot because I it's like go in there knowing what it is and what it's trying to be. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's black and white of what it's trying to be, and that's why I was like always kind of cater to those kind of things. And of course, it's got monsters in it, but um, I'm at a solid eight with this one, just being one of the staples in and in, sure. in horror movies. You know, Night of the Demons comes up just like uh, Fright Night comes up, just like Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, those it's just staples anymore. And of course, there's a you know, sequels and Angela comes right. back. So my girlfriend comes back for more. Um, yeah, it's 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 great, man. I uh, this is one of those things where if I don't watch it once a year, you know, uh, I'm talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a Halloween classic. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, and even without nostalgia, I could recognize that that's a a quality that it has. Yeah. All right, so uh, just kind of looking at the whole thing, and we talked a little bit before the show about this. And it looks like, so I, I guess our loser of all 30 <laughs> movies is going to be Hayride, which comes in with a whopping nine points. Only because the ending. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had it a five and you had it a four. I did. Yeah. And for our favorite movies, we have a two-way tie, which is a, uh, a little bit of a discrepancy because we both didn't score them the same. Well, Mm. So one is Troll Hunter. We both gave a nine to. Right. So that gets an 18 out of 20 points. And your next, you had eight and a half and I had nine and a half. Yeah. So it's technically also the same score. Right. But obviously the one swings more towards my favor and the other one swings more towards both of us. Right. Liking it. So I think it's cool that uh, the the two movies are so different from each other. They're not right. such a... And, and we, I guess, you know, we had a lot of different stuff throughout this where there was a lot of movies that were done in a f- found footage slash pseudo documentary slash handheld camera. Yeah. Un- un- unconventional cinema style uh, filming. There was a bunch of movies that we had throughout this and there was a bunch of movies we had that were, you know, not supernatural and like, like your next and the visit mm-hmm. and a few others through. And we had you know zombies, we had monsters, mm-hmm. we had all different kinds of stuff throughout this. Yeah. And so it's cool to see two different ones come out on top like that, I think. Yeah. You know, uh, we each have our categories of what we like, right? And I, f- I feel that mm. um, these two movies that are tied for first place are the epitome of what you and I like. Right. You know, um, and, and, and it goes to show that, you know, of course, they're two different subgenres of horror, 
you know but it's this mm-hmm. is like where i lean towards and you lean towards but we both came together at these at these movies too and be like there's such a you know good aspect of it where we both kind of fell in love with it and um you know it just shows like you know sometimes you can get on that same wavelength of two different genres sure, sure. and have like yeah man and just have a great time with it so uh, <laughs> and it all follows in an umbrella of a horror and that's why horror movies will outlaw outlaw outlive everything uh besides yes, Star Wars, yeah. of course you know, but anyway <laughs> right and no more well, Star the, Wars the, you know the the <laughs> that's okay <laughs> the good thing i think also is the with doing this there were so many that neither of us had seen whether it was mm-hmm. whether it was something like your next that i picked which you had never seen or right. something that you picked that you had never seen or something that i had never seen that you also had never seen or a 2018 movie that neither of us had seen so mm-hmm. i think it's it's cool that through doing this there was a lot of stuff that was discovered you know stuff yeah. like in the mouth of madness that I had never seen and was like, Oh, this is fucking pretty rad. Yep. Or even stuff like cat's eye, which I hadn't seen in so long right. that I couldn't remember it until I watched it. And it all comes back and I'm like, wow, this is fucking great. I love all the stuff that I remembered seeing as a kid. You yeah. Know? And like burying the X is still a movie that I recommend to people daily. I, I, sure. I really like that movie because like how we said, it was like a fun date night movie that I'm actually saying, oh, yeah, Hey, yeah. you guys need to go watch this. It's fun. You'll like it. Uh, and and, yes. and that's something that you know. Without doing this, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't even have noticed it. Yeah. So some of the other highlights: uh, a quiet place was close. Mm-hmm. I think what was the other one we said was close. Um, the descent. Uh, the descent was really close yeah. as well. So yeah, a lot of good stuff. I mean, revisiting some of the stuff that we hadn't seen in a while, and kind of rediscovering some things that we didn't really know we might like right. or not. So right. That's always yeah, the fun it's been part. A, a, Oh yeah, it's been fun for sure. And even just checking off some stuff that yes, maybe we wouldn't have checked out otherwise. Right, so. exactly, exactly. Uh, but no, this has been a, a cool little experiment. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to do exactly the same thing again for Halloween. We should, sw- we should switch because, it up. Because yeah, yeah, only because this is, you know, just sort of an exhaustive thing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think the the problem with doing something like this is it takes away from other things that we want to be watching, like we talked about before, where sure. it's like, I just want to watch a movie that isn't a part of this thing that I have to talk about in a week or in four days or in three days or whatever. So Yeah, no, that's, it's hard because you, you, you a lot of it blends into each other sometimes. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when you start back referencing everything also, um, as a, you know, people who are listening to could get kind of confused of why are you referencing that, you know, or... Um, if they're coming into like this show for the first time. So like, yeah, be- yeah. because like I said, I mentioned, you know, we're getting a little brain mushed here. It's just because we're binge watching movies, but at the same time, sure, sure. it's a great challenge because of the time of year too. And like, this is not a normal thing that we do. Um, even before, you know, I would watch what we need for the show and watch a movie here and there, but we have two weeks usually in between what we're doing. So, yeah. Well, and, and you know, even just stuff I watched a month ago, mm-hmm. I'm already, unfamiliar with and, and <laughs> trying to remember what the yeah. hell happened in some of it yeah, yeah that's yeah. why i said that i want to go back and watch it came from the desert again <laughs> that and uh from our first episode because i hadn't seen it in so long <laughs> exactly plus i also want to be going down like river phoenix
I know see, I know that there was a clip right this just right there that we just listened to it right there was a clip there had, <laughs> yes. there had to be in a clip we're reacting to it I'm reacting to the clip right now <laughs> <laughs> we can we heard the, the clip totally live <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it was not punched in afterwards no it was never <laughs> that and now i've got to i'm gonna go back and um start watching leprechaun series again to gear up for the hood yeah right yeah that'll be fun too i i have not made it that far in the series yeah i think i i got to the outer space one and i was like okay mm. this is it's too many leprechauns in a row i need a break and <laughs> yeah. then i just never i never got back to it so. i don't blame you it just keeps getting weirder with that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which the, that space one was like the worst looking spaceship of all time. It's it like, what is this? A set of a fucking Barney episode? <laughs> it's so, Jesus Christ! It's so bad. I I don't even want to watch that one. I really don't. <laughs> I I'm gonna go watch it. Somewhere. I know. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been cool, and yeah. as soon as possible, we will also get out the commentary to officially make it the 31 movies, mm-hmm. and. We appreciate anyone that stuck in and listened through a lot of this. And yes. we look forward to getting into some different stuff and trying out some new things and having some new guests. I'm, I'm working on my friends till the end guests and working on some ideas for the next couple months of this show. And so that will be fun. But I think but at the time of this one coming out, it'll probably be you know at least another week or two before you hear from us again. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, I would say to make sure you keep up with Marco's show and all of our other friends on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network. And you guys, the Sarlacc Digest also is available solo feed if you don't want to listen to all the other stuff on Raw Live and Unedited. Yes, on our SoundCloud. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we encourage you to listen to everyone else as well. A lot of our friends are on there. And also I have to give a shout out to our our friend who is like the social media guy for everyone on Raw Live and Unedited. Uh, That is uh, Dario, a.k.a. 80s Baby. Yes who has been helping out with our Instagram and Facebook posts just to kind of keep some extra news stuff. He's, he's one of those guys that's always following news and toy releases and movie releases and everything. And so Love him. I had been talking to him about adding some extra stuff on there because I don't keep up with that stuff at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's hard enough. So it just yeah. adds a little, adds a little more content to our social media for you guys. Yeah, exactly. So no, he's, he's awesome. Um, and that's why we encourage you to listen to the shows that, you know, our friends that we're part of networks on too, because it's all one yes. big family and you'll get some of the inside jokes too. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely also our friends at Legion podcast, yeah. which is several other shows that, that um, are similar to us and different from us, but you know, a lot of people covering movies and books and different social topics and, and just a lot of uh, good information over there. A lot of good people and, and good open-minded mm-hmm. conversation going on. So also keep up with all those people as well. And obviously just our social media, which I already mentioned, everything is under who will survive horror podcast, Facebook and Instagram and on iTunes and Stitcher and Google podcasts and whatever else people listen to podcasts on. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening to all of these. If you have, yes. and if, this is your first time then go back and listen to the other ones please yes <laughs> and with that we will we will take our leave here so thanks for listening and have a good night day or whatever time that you're listening yes to and a happy halloween because i'm sure that this will come out and halloween will pass before you hear us again yes definitely have a happy halloween there's a downtown fair singing out proud mary as she cruises christopher street and some southern queen is acting loud and mean Where the docks and the badlands meet 
This Halloween is something to be sure Especially to be here without you There's a Greta Garbo and an Alfred Hitchcock and some black Jamaican stud There's five Cinderella's and some leather drags I almost fell into my mug There's a Crawford Davis and a tacky Cary Grant And some homeboys looking for trouble down here from the Bronx But there ain't no Harry and no Virgin Mary You won't hear those voices again And Johnny Rio and Rotten Rita You never see those faces again This Halloween is something to be sure Especially to be here without you There's the born-again losers and the lavender boozers And some crack team from Washington Heights The boys from Avenue B, the girls from Avenue D Are Tinkerbell and tights This celebration somehow gets me down Especially when I see you're not around There's no Peter Pedantic saying things romantic In Latin, Greek, or Spick There's no Three Bananas Or Brandon Alexander dishing all their tricks It's a different feeling that I have today Especially when I know you've gone away There's a girl from Soho with a t-shirt saying I blow She's with the Jive 5, 2 plus 3 And the girl for pay dates are giving cut rates Or else doing it for free the past keeps knock, knock, knocking on my door And I don't want to hear it anymore No consolations, please, for feeling funky I gotta get my head above my knees But it makes me mad and that makes me sad And then I start to freeze In the back of my mind I was afraid it might be true in the back of my mind, I was afraid that they meant you. The Halloween Parade. At the Halloween Parade. At the Halloween Parade. See you next year at the Halloween Parade.